0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a QA and a session that followed my discussion about Destiny 3, just some predictions and things that we've seen both on Twitter from Bungie devs mentioning Unreal and some other things. Obviously, the split with Activision has our eyes on the future. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to Rage. Or just look me up. Say no to rage on the mobile app or the Twitch website. I am probably streaming right now. I have these episodes go live typically when I am streaming during the day. Uh, I stream 7 a.m. Eastern into the evenings. Thank you, everybody who has been supporting the channel and coming in and checking out and enjoying the Q and A. This format is going to work really well for other games as well. So if you like this format, I hope you enjoy my coverage of other games like Division Anthem and the like. So. The summary of the talk was we could see it come out 2021 or 2020. I think the tweets from Bungie mentioning the Unreal Engine points to actually in my mind points to a 2021 launch date. The the freedom from the Activision contract and the pivot to Unreal, to me, would mean they can push back a deadline that they were previously going to have to hold, which is the 2020 uh, launch date. 2020 is also the time that we've had a lot of predictions about new consoles coming out, and that could be a bit, maybe, not not guaranteed, but a bit of a muddled launch, given that typically consoles like to really promote their first-party titles whenever they're launching a year later might actually be very beneficial for Destiny. Combo units at Christmas and all of that to sell. And get destiny on the map that would also mean an extra year of development time and the pivot to unreal would have massive benefits for the franchise uh, more consistent updates, faster updates, more substantive updates, dedicated servers, larger game worlds. Uh, there is There are a whole host of things, and I even said it would hopefully enable them to split PvP and PvE down the middle. So, let's jump into the questions, and I hope those of you that watch the video format really like this new format, because I really like the new layout. The first question comes from Archangel sticks what would you like to see in terms of rpg elements perhaps greater class roles and the like since it's a loot a primarily loot based game that's typically where my mind goes skill trees and, and subclasses and things like that I, I definitely could see them do a whole lot more with them like if you imagine what we have right now just go into a skill tree and look what if each of these attunements were actually sort of like trees that you you drilled down into in the way that you do in games like Diablo or in games like Borderlands where the further you get into that tree there's a capstone ability that you unlock like in Borderlands or what they do in uh, Diablo that I liked a lot was with the runes once you unlock an ability it then gets little modifications to it as you level up that changes the nature of how it works also makes it quite a bit stronger and that makes for very very fun leveling the abilities come with you but they don't necessarily get stale and old because you're always having the ability to kind of modify them and change them and update them so when i think about the skill trees and the and and the ...the attunements and things that you can do now... ...that's where I would like things to go... ...with respect to RPG elements... I could definitely see them really go bigger on the skill trees on the weapons themselves as well, because right now, they are somewhat simplistic, there's not a lot of depth, there's not a lot of differences between the weapons, like you go for a rampage, you know, outlaw roll, or a rampage feeding frenzy roll, and that's pretty much it, you just want it to reload faster and do more damage, different damage types for different enemy types is another thing that could be considered, I remember when I was the first time I was ever on the planet. Destiny podcast, which is now the DCP uh, podcast, I remember saying, what if the different planets had different atmosphere and enemies and then different subsequent, obviously, then weapons that were then more or less effective depending on the you know the planet that you were on. That could be another thing. Again, when you can make a game this th- th- that's significantly large, you're in a better position for that kind of depth. Now, the only thing I would be concerned about is you don't want to lose the soul of the game. One of the appeals of Destiny, and one of the things that this game does so well, is it's it's easy to understand and interact with. And when you have that as your sort of ground level, that makes the game accessible, that makes the game really appealing. Uh, there's a lot that comes from that. And I would be concerned if they go too far down the lane, they would lose that casual base. Now, you don't want to build the game for casuals. I think we've made it very clear, building the game for the hardcores, for the grinders, you know, for the people that are in there every day, it makes more sense to build the game for them. As long as the experience trickles down and is accessible and fun for people who may not want to get into all the in-depth tree building, I would think maybe you could have two ways of playing. You could have automatic and custom. And so somebody that's like, I just really want to play and not think about any of this, they could put it on automatic. And as they level up, their abilities and their skill trees would fill out, and then they would have the ability to just play and not think about any of that. And similar to how it is now, you just pick the attunement and you go. If they go that route and they give lots of depth with skills leveling up abilities and things of that nature, I would think they would might want to pivot to having the automatic skill tree and then the non-automatic version, so that you could have that level of customization personalization for the hardcore players, and then it would just be autopilot for the more casual players. I think that would be um, that would be a pretty nice. Uh, a pretty nice pivot. And I think I forgot to fill this. Um, yeah, I need to be using my machine gun. I didn't use it once that entire time. I I forgot what stage I was at on the, uh, the frame. So that's my thoughts on the skill trees and all of that. Rad, uh, Rad is us says, do you think D3 should be scrapped and Bungie should just focus on D2 and bring all the content over to have a thriving lifespan in the future? I've had people ask a version of this question before now, so I've I've actually thought about this quite a bit, and even I think in the previous Q&A had an answer to this question. I actually think there's too much of a limitation on what this old engine can do. I don't think Destiny 2 can contain enough to do what you're asking for. When you think about everything that they've done and everything that we've kind of learned about their development cycles and what they can build... I know that it's it's pretty safe to assume they're going to hit a ceiling and a cap on what they can add and shove in to Destiny 2. Now, maybe that's why they pivoted... Maybe that's why they pivoted to the annual pass. They don't have to worry about creating new spaces and new planets and then that frees up space so they've got basically the ability to just keep adding to the game in the future and then there isn't this need to like oh we're gonna run out of space because you just you keep adding planets um But knowing that, and kind of that being one of the ground-level assumptions about the game and the franchise going forward, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think the answer is to, well, just, just really, really dig in on Destiny 2. The engine's older, it's just limiting, and you also have to consider the new... Uh, the new consoles that are on the way that, that I think is a part of this equation. I think that's a part of the discussion. I even think that may have been a part of the discussion with Activision. Like you can't expect us to, to, to use this engine in this, these dev tools to make this game work in the on these future on these future platforms they're just it's it's too limiting and we need more time for the next title and again that i think probably led to the conversation that ultimately led to them parting ways with activision there were probably many threads to that conversation there were probably many threads to that conversation but i think that i think it's clear sorry about that i think it's clear that they they want more time if 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 you're going to leave activision if you're going to kind of break away from there and then and they this is on the heels of them basically saying we don't want content droughts we're going to go to an annual pass format that enables us to not have droughts they're saying a lot with all of this information they i mean they really are they're saying quite a bit and i think it's that we need more time it's hard for us to develop lots of content quickly and I think our response, our response should be, okay, we need to give them the time needed and not, and not insist upon, and not insist upon, oh, well, we need stuff now. We want stuff now. We, we don't want to wait. Um, that's when I think we're going to start to get into trouble. We know that people gamers don't do well with delays gamers don't do well with waiting if you think about like historically what happened with no man's sky and its delays this is before the game even launched and was like disappointing right that was just that was just literally a a delay that caused people to send you know death threats to you know the developers and to uh, sean murray i mean Obviously, that's that's part of the equation here. They know that they've got a player base they want to keep satisfied, as well as people that just naturally have expectations. I would roll the dice and say, waiting a little bit longer is better. There, And here's how I'm going to put it, right? Here's how I'm going to put it. There are people who will stop playing your game if it's bad, right? We know that. I don't think there's a ton of people, measurable, like, as a, as a, as a metric... I don't think there's a lot of people that would say, oh, you're delaying the game to make sure that it's great. Yeah, I'm never playing your game again, right? But if they launch too early and the game is bad, you better believe there would be people justifiably saying, I'm done with this franchise, man. I'm out. Like, I can't take this anymore. Another big banner launch title. We thought Freedom from Activision was going to be the ticket, and it isn't the ticket, dadgummit. This is a bad release, right? That You better believe that would cause people to stop playing, right? That would cause people to be Waiting a year... If anything, if anything, a lot of those people might be like, they might be mad on the outset, but when it finally comes out, are they going to keep their arms crossed? Everybody's talking about, oh my gosh, it's so good. They're watching streamers. They're watching YouTube videos. You think they're just going to keep their arms crossed? Like, nah, dude, nah. I'm not touching that game. They delayed it a year, and that's just unacceptable. I just think you're way more likely to lose players due to bad quality than due to delays. I think people wax, you know, strong a lot about, like, I'm never going to play your game ever again. Um, I think that happens a lot, and I think it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of, peacocking and a lot of fake promises that once the game finally lands people would definitely buy it and play it anyway and they wouldn't be like no dude I'm out I'm not touching it I don't want anything to do with it so if I was Bungie I'd roll the dice right right if that was the case Borderlands 3 would be dead in the water right now yeah like that's a really good point I mean the, the, the ravenous hunger for Borderlands 3 and people are like oh it could definitely take too long oh people are definitely leaving and jumping ship Dude, as soon as they as soon as they finally decide to launch and and, and show stuff for Borderlands 3, you better believe people are going to be all eyes on that game. You know what I mean? They're going to be very excited about it. And I, now that doesn't mean you delay your game for forever, right? I think you get to a point where you gotta you gotta you gotta cut you know fish or cut bait you know crap or get off the pot. Because eventually people are going to be like, okay, it's been how long? And I think games can cook for too long. Future Soldier is one that I've referenced before that I believe cooked for too long. I think it just, it, uh, they spent way too much, it spent way too much time in development and it could have been, it could have, it could have been handled a whole lot better. So we'll just have to wait and see as far as scrapping though, scrapping it and being like, we're just going to stay in D two. I think that's very unlikely. Tiger Pride thirty four says, uh, "Do you think they will make bottom tier weapons such as scouts actually very useful come Destiny three and not ruin them like they did coming to Destiny two vanilla, um, which will which they will have to say you have yet to fix with solid main loadouts. I mean, I think." This is such a specific question, you know, it's very, to me, it's super unlikely for them to be like, brand new game, brand new engine, brand new worlds, brand new places, and for them to not fix, like, fundamental flaws in the weapon system, right? That just seems really unlikely. You're you're imagining that all the way to Destiny three, which is probably going to land a year to two years from now, Bungie's going to be like, no, yeah, we 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 just can't seem to figure out Scouts, so Scouts are still bad. I, I mean, let's let's just let's ask let's ask and think about things that are that are probably likely to happen. You know, now your the question's not bad. It could it could it could still struggle with weapons, but I think one of the things that we talked about in the actual video was that going from one engine to the next and then being able to split PvP and PvE I think will give you what you're asking for we want scouts to be amazing well guess what they can make scouts amazing. They don't have to worry about breaking PVP. And then you could have like perks like box breathing and others that make scouts like wrecking machines and not feeling like they're completely and utterly worthless, right? Like, I think that is a far better way to... To get to that point, I think one of the reasons that we're, we are where we are now is just, there's too many intertwined systems, so Bungie's just like, we literally can't, like, we, we cannot make these changes, we'll break so many pieces of the game if we, uh, we do, you know? Amish Milkman says i'm very hopeful for the future of destiny going into destiny 3 my question to you is do you think there will be some type of civil war in the community if it goes to the unreal engine think pursuits versus loyalists i don't understand the, the dichotomy you're creating here pursuits uh oh i'm sorry i read that wrong purists versus loyalists okay good question I think you'd have a really hard time finding any purists about the Tiger Engine. I think you'd have a really hard time finding anybody who is a quote-unquote purist about Bungie 1 and 2, right? I thought it said pursu- pursuits. I was like, what? Um, so, that, that that's where I would land on it. I actually think purists don't exist. I don't think they exist. I don't think there's people that are sitting around and saying, I absolutely love Destiny, and if they ever switch engines, I'm out, right? Right? Now, when the game finally launches, could there be people that are like, it doesn't quite feel the same, the movement's a little bit different, the FOV and the frame rate, I don't know, it just doesn't feel quite the same? Sure. Now, think about it like this, though. When I went from console Destiny to PC Destiny, and I'm running, you know, a 144Hz monitor and, you know, great FOV... I, I didn't I didn't have that experience and then say, oh my gosh, this doesn't feel like Destiny. I was like, this feels better. So if, if they can deliver Destiny in a new engine, even if there is somebody who might consider themselves a quote-unquote purist and they say, I don't want them to switch engines. The way Destiny feels is so important to me. Well, I still think there's a pretty good likelihood that those people would say, wow, the game feels so much better because arguably a purist could go on to pc and be like this doesn't really feel like destiny the fov the movement the speed everything it feels very different the fluidity all of that trust me if you play destiny on pc for a week and then you were to go back to console you feel a significant difference in just movement fluidity sprinting all of that a lot of people are like why does it seem like you're moving so fast you know you watch somebody play I I remember the first time I saw somebody play Borderlands with larger FOV than console and I thought he was running a um, I thought he was running a speed like a speed mod or something I was like wow like the game moves so fast it literally was just the FOV the the increase in the FOV stands for field of view and the more wide the FOV is you get that sense of movement in a more extreme way because you're seeing more of the screen move you're seeing more of the uh you know, the road pass, imagine when you're in a car, if you look at the road going past you on the ground, it looks like you're going really, really fast, if you look out in the distance at like a mountain, it looks like it's moving really, really slow, and that's a similar idea to FOV in a video game and why it makes you feel like you're moving fast, you see more of the quote-unquote road going by, and it gives you a quicker sense of movement. So, Again, even if there are these these purists in the community, I don't think it would create a civil war. And if it does, who the frick cares? Like, you're still gonna play the dadgum game. Like, I can't imagine anybody being like, nah dude, I'm out. They went to a new engine. The worlds are bigger, there's dedicated servers, but I just I can't I can't play this game. I think a week or two would go by and everybody would just get over it and just forget like how much different it feels. I don't think I honestly truly do not think people uh would care that much. Unless it was so dramatically different that it just didn't feel true to Destiny. Winter says, Sorry, but I'm a D1 vet that turned, af- turned away after Warmind. Could you update me on the likelihood of D3 as it would give me the best opportunity to come back? I mean, I think Destiny, what I would call Destiny right now is Destiny 2. Destiny 2, all the way to Forsaken, was Destiny 1.5. It was like a weird interim period with bad updates, and, you know, not a lot to do. I consider Destiny Forsaken to be Destiny 2, especially with the annual pass. Like, this is this is the Destiny sequel that we were supposed to get, and it just now has landed. So I think now is actually a good time to get involved. The likelihood of Destiny 3 landing, I think, is very high, because, as we said, John Wisniewski and Kevin Yanes tweeting about learning, you know, learning to use, um... Un- coding on un- in unreal. I don't think that's an accident. I don't think they're just accidentally on the heels of an Activision split announcement talking about like learning how to program in unreal. That's not like them just shooting the bull on Twitter. I think they're dropping breadcrumbs in the best way they can they're talking about themselves personally they're not they're not commenting as a bungee representative or a bungee employee right the tweets are almost intentionally personal personal in direction and in theme Uh, and so I think they're they're working within what's allowable, and you know, there, there could be people at Bungie, higher ups, and folks that are in charge that are like, you guys can't start to let this cat out of the bag, this needs to be an official announcement later, but for those of us that understand what's probably going on, it's nice to see that update, it's nice to see them say these things, because it really does give us hope about the possibility of an engine pivot. BWF Glow, do you think they will bring back Skill Street customization and how it was in D1? I mean, I think the most likely place for it to happen would be in the next game. I don't see it happening in this game, obviously, because it's already built and it's already established. But I think the attunement the attunement system would be a really, really great way for them to sort of transition because I think people could say, okay, you've got these attunements that we, you know, we got accustomed to in D2, and now that's what sets the trajectory and the path for my class, for my subclass, for my leveling. Um, and then that would make people feel that sense of, like, I understand this system, it's not that hard to figure out. Um, the, the attunement system is actually really, really good if you think about other games that do things that are similar with respect to, like, you pick a certain path, go down it, and then it comes with certain abilities and things like that. I, don't, I think that they're in a good place. I, I don't think people are like, oh my gosh, this is too confusing, I don't like it. As I said, if they did get pretty complex, if they did get pretty complex, I would think that they would then give people the option of a simple leveling and a custom leveling so if you don't want to go in there and read all that stuff you just want to pick you know i just want to pick a two of the sky and Attunement of the Sky is built around mobility and jumping and, and you know, these these weird leaps and things that I can do. And when I pick a Attunement of the Sky, it does everything for me as I level up. I think there would be people that would pick that. I mean, we know that there are, you know, there are more casually-minded players in the player base, and I think that that's totally fine. And I think you can satisfy them Without destroying that new direction, if that's a direction that they're trying to take, if they're trying to take a direction where they, you know, they're they're going more RPG oriented, I think they could do that without, um, without uh, without it being without without ruining like oh, you're appealing to the casuals. Well, yeah, they're appealing to the casuals, but you know. They're, uh, they're also making sure to make sure that the, the hardcore players have plenty to do as well, you know? So, sorry, my, my chat monitor turned off. I must not have put my mouse over there in a long enough time and it freaked me out like my monitor turned off. I was like, what the frick is happening? Um, so, thank you for the 100 bits. Uh, thank you for the 100 bits, Strike Visions. I appreciate that. I have a question. Uh, once you've got viewership, How do you get them to consistently come back? That's not really relevant to what we're talking about right now, um, but I'll I'll, I'll give you a real brief one-off. You need a schedule, and that schedule needs to be posted everywhere. Whether you have a bot like Nightbot consistently putting the schedule in chat or if it's below in your panels on Twitch or if you're tweeting it out maybe have it be a a pinned tweet every week Uh, that way folks know when you're going to be live the more consistent you are the more consistent they can be I'm not saying they will be they will be consistently showing up But the more consistent you are as a streamer, the more consistent your viewers can be because they know when you're going to be live. Like, that's a big thing that I've done the last four years is I've always started around the same time and then I've been doing the SNTR Presents around the same time too. So that's been a big, I think, help in viewership going up as well as those that like the content coming back. So, uh, Holy Hand Grenade. Do you think in Destiny 3 they will make NPCs more interesting and meaningful? Uh I would like to fight alongside Zavala or anyone else instead of feeling like the only guardian fighting the good fight. Well, it, I mean it really depends, right? It really depends. What's the what's the main reason that you would want Zavala fighting alongside of you? I'm not against NPCs fighting alongside of us, right? You like the new screen format. Thank you. I love this. I am I am thrilled with how this looks. Um Like, why does Zavala need to come out of the tower? You know, in most games that I've ever played, whether it's Borderlands Diablo or Elder Scrolls Online, NPCs being there and being a source of questing or a source of inventory that you can buy or a resource or whatever, I think that's totally fine. I've never really played a game where I'm like, man, I really wish, you know... I really wish Devram K would be like, oh, call me Mid Cup here. I'll snipe for you from this bell tower, old chap. Like, why do we need Devram K to do that? Do we need, you know, Deckard Kane? Stay a while and listen. I'll come with you to get the Herodric Cube. Like, what does that benefit us to have him, an old man, following us around in a dungeon? Right? I, wh- to me, I, I actually want NPCs to have more purpose, not more presence. Does that make sense? If an NPC has more purpose, you, you do these quests, you do these grinds, you do these bounties, right? And then you get those things, you know, then, then you can choose between the pursuits that you want each week or each day or whatever, right? No, I've never done voice acting before. There's just a couple of characters I can, I can mimic, you know, how you living hotshot brand new sub, you know, drifter and all the, all the rest, but I don't have this strong desire for for presence from an NPC out in the world, follow me around. I want them to have purpose. I want them to have purpose. So, I think that's one of the things that Ada's bringing to the game that is so good, is you know exactly what you're doing day to day. You know the pacing. You know how long it takes. You know what gun you're going after. You know what I mean? Things like that. Tomster uh as bungie are doing development and publishing do you think they will take their time with d3 meaning it will have a later launch oh yeah we talked about this in the talk i think again piece together the story with me okay we're splitting from activision almost immediately we're getting tweets from yanes and wise about learning unreal learning to code in unreal why are those two things happening in conjunction Well, if they stayed with Activision, they wouldn't have been able to take the time to pivot to Unreal, which means the launch title would have come 2020 and it would have been just like Destiny 2. Same engine, same basic world size, not that impressive a game. It would have been better, right, because they learned from Forsaken, but it wouldn't have been that impressive. It would have been like, it's just another Destiny, right? If they really want to make the game they've always longed to go after and longed to make, the one that we know they can make, they have a good vision, I think, for a solid RPG, then Unreal is the way, and the freedom from Activision then frees them up to say, let's pivot to Unreal and let's launch 2021, you know? So, the first video I came across of yours was the one about the Ikelos. I was mad, but now I'm here every day. I said that everybody would calm down and see things my way. Like, that's typically what happens with a lot of my my, my predictions. People eventually see, like, oh, he's right. There's literally nothing worth using. Ikelos is an exotic power weapon. <laughs> it's messing up the power hierarchy. And I think the Ikelos is still a fantastic weapon, but it's more in the lane of, its, of, a, of a tier two weapon. So thanks for being here, uh, Kenneth. <laughs> so, for me i think the more i think about it and the more even now as for after seeing those tweets the more confident that i am they will be launching 2021 on unreal just piecing together what we're seeing uh tardis doctor who fan do you think bungie should just let destiny 2 die and focus on destiny 3 i think this is an unnecessary dichotomy And what I mean by dichotomy, I don't just try to use big words. This is just how I talk. But I mean, like, so a dichotomy, like a false dichotomy is like, dude, we can either have tacos or burritos. And then someone's like, no, we can't. We can have both. Lono, look. And then you make both, right? Why do you you only have to have one? Right? You can only have an Xbox or a PS4. That's a false dichotomy. You can have both and you can enjoy both. You can be a fan of both platforms, right? So I don't think it's a question of we either we either focus on d3 and let destiny 2 die or we don't build destiny 3 like i don't think you have to have these things being mutually exclusive i think they can honor destiny 2 right and i think that you can honor destiny 2's annual pass and the commitments and all those things right I think you can, and I I, I believe that they will. They've even said they're going to honor the annual pass. The real question is, what does the Dreadnought or the Saturn DLC end up looking like? Because we know that DLC is more than likely still coming and has already been somewhat built. I was banned for a year from your channel. I asked why you complained about Destiny 2 all the time. Fast forward a week after I was banned, I felt just like you. I'm not a hardcore player, so the euphoria of D2 lasted longer. Now I'm here every day. Well, thank you. That's right, I convert all you to, to love me after you hate me. Thanks for being here. Fet44, do you anticipate Destiny 3 launching with a different weapon frame type grinds like we got with Black Armory, or do you think it will trickle out over time? Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whenever, whenever you're grinding for gear in a game... I think when there is a variety of pursuits it's more exciting does that make sense so like when you play Borderlands you learn very quickly that the vendor weapons are pretty much not that great they're okay every once in a while there will be a vendor that has something crazy but for the most part the vendors aren't, aren't worth checking right the drops are more exciting But that's it. That's the only way you're getting loot from Borderlands. Well, that can get a little bit like, okay, just over and over and over and over and over again. I think Destiny's in a good position to say there's a variety of ways to pursue weapons. You can grind a strike over and over again, and there's a chance for the gun to drop. You can farm and and build, right, with a weapon frame you can do that on your own it's your own choice you're you know you're going after it you know what you're building and you're chasing a certain role right there's that there's that way there are questline exotics there are questline guns right there was the breakneck there was the you know the Izanagi's burden i think having that variety is actually really really good the the question becomes if you can only choose one i think which is the best right cuz if you're wanting to kind of simplify things I actually think drops are the most exciting. You just need to know where everything drops. And the reason I think they're the most exciting is because there is something more organic and true about it. It just feels true. It's like this was something I earned and dropped. I found it out in the world. It's awesome. I've been using it ever since blah, 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 blah. I remember in Borderlands one, a friend of mine refused to get rid of this sniper. He had this sniper, and man, he loved it. It dropped real early in the game for him. It was great. It had great perks. It was like 15 levels below. It was 15 levels below where he was. And it, it, it was so clear that it wasn't even working anymore. But he was like, nah, it's my baby. I can't put it down. Finally, he had to because it was literally not even doing damage to anything. But I think there's something about that. There's something about it dropping. Now, farming or, or I'm sorry, uh, like uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Um, crafting, crafting your own gear. I think has a similar sense of investment and care, and this is mine and I like it and I built it. I think that has a similar sense of care, but I think that, I think that just belongs in other games. There's just something about destiny and the weapon pursuit. And the weapon pursuit feel and the drop feel. I don't know. I think there's just something very special about it. That's my bias, obviously, right? I don't I like crafting I don't think crafting should be in destiny not even destiny 3 now if you want to talk about crafting modifications then we could have a conversation I think that's different than crafting the gun itself you could say well you know if you go to the gunsmith you can you know you can craft these weapon modifications and these weapon modifications are used to you know augment or strengthen or whatever the weapons and then that enables you to feel that sense of both right pursuit and customization are kind of banging on all cylinders when you do that um and i think that can be equally uh equally as exciting uh for folks to feel like they are they are they're they're getting something for their time and then getting something that they you know they want to they want to take it with them you know long term so next question uh scarce remix says uh, if Trials doesn't come back in D2, is it gone forever? Or if it returns in D3, what will the new format be for it? I have no idea what the new format would be, but I would think if they waited until Destiny 3, they could take advantage of some of the things I talked about. If you if you go with a brand new engine, and with that new engine, you're able to split the game right down the middle, Trials could really land as it was always intended to be, which is like a pinnacle competitive environment, right? A pinnacle activity instead of like it if we're honest about what trials sort of functioned as at the, you know the time that it came out it was more of a band-aid honestly it was like this is the best we can do we can't create a competitive playlist but we can create like a quasi competitive you know environment and it worked it worked well but the truth of the matter is like that's not a. Lo- i don't think trials is a long-term solution i don't think trials is a long-term uh, value add I think trials outlived itself even if we hadn't gone to double primary even if we had not gone to that I still think you run the risk you run the risk of it just never really working well uh, because because of just the imbalanced nature of the game um, and the the sandbox you know they struggle to get the sandbox in order and everything else If they can have it split right down the middle and have a very, very balanced PvE and, well, not balanced PvE, I guess, but balanced PvP, then I think you can really start to talk about, okay, now we can have Trials right I, I said this the other day it was I think it was yesterday because someone was like we really need a, a really good ranking system and a really good ladder system for competitive and I'm like dude this game isn't built for competitive and probably never will be so why should they spend all that time you know doing that why should they spend all that time creating that it just doesn't seem like it fits it, it, so I don't think it belongs in the game until they really get PvP to be clearly identifiable as a as a as a as a worthy pursuit of your time as a worthy pursuit of like competitive minded you know players so zero miles empty do you think they might add battle royale to destiny 3 I personally hope not no I don't think so and I'll tell you why I can say that with a lot of confidence they're they're they've been continuing to say that their goal is to build the game that destiny players love and want and the amount of time and the amount of the amount of effort that would go into building a really, really good battle royale would take away from, you know, fans of Bungie and fans of Bungie as a PvP developer, I think would be very annoyed with a battle royale. Number one, just from a just from a marketing standpoint, it's basically white noise. You're basically creating something that is is really, really becoming oversaturated. Number two, it's outside of the identity. It's very much outside of the identity of, uh, of destiny. And it really, I don't think would appeal to a lot of the fans of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things standing in the way of a battle royale coming to, Uh, to destiny ever and though as I just outlined them the only way it would happen the only way it would happen is if pivoting to the unreal engine really equipped them to build one and it wasn't that difficult and it could be like a spin-off or an offshoot uh, pursuit it could be something completely unrelated to the core of the destiny game right outside of that I, I just really don't see it happening and and even that I think is 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 somewhat unlikely even that i think is somewhat unlikely uh next question from nate walls 90 do you think that the split will accelerate the advent of destiny 3 how much more destiny 2 do you believe there is in the cards i think it's the opposite i think we've kind of treated this question already i think it's the exact opposite that we are not going to be getting an accelerated launch date but a decelerated i guess would be the way to say it, right um it, it there's more reasons now for them to take their time there's no contractual deadline there's more reason for them to take their time if we're if we're reading the tea leaves properly on these tweets that they are in fact learning to code in unreal those are all reasons that this will not this will not land quicker but slower and we have to acknowledge and remember That is a good thing, not a bad thing. Now, someone's saying unless the money runs dry, something we have to keep in mind is they're getting more revenue share now, like they're not sharing the revenue anymore. So that is that is an automatic injection of some income. There's also whatever potential profits they start to get from the net ease you know mobile game they're developing there's a lot of potential revenue streams that we don't see that could come in without a contract attached to it for deadline right there's a lot of revenue stream that could start to come in that would empower them to do what they've been doing but at their own pace and then there wouldn't be that contractual deadline pain so evo says should destiny 3 be strictly pve thoughts Oh, what a big, this is a big question. I don't think so. And I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why I think this, even though I barely touch PVP number one, it's a four-year-old franchise that continues to every day pull pretty good PVP numbers. Not amazing, but pretty good. Um, and turning your back on that side of the game would be a humongous headline. Here's something to consider. You know the way that the spin machine works. You know the way that the that the the blogosphere and the and the journalists and the and the gaming news works, right? They 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 take things and they spin them about as negatively as you can. Okay, so the line would be, it wouldn't be Destiny Three launches uh, as a strictly PVE game. It would be Destiny Three loses PvP, right? bungie removes pvp from destiny 3 the headlines would be uh, it would be a negative net loss like well they can't remove it if they never built it but that's exactly what the the public perception would be oh good job bungie yeah you leave activision and you and now you can do what you want and you're going to develop destiny 3 with less stuff right destiny 3 launches with less content no pvp and everyone's like oh yay less stuff Less content. Good job, Bungie. That's exactly what would happen. Okay. Now, let's make another point about this that I think is really important. Bungie is very historically known at this point for being good at PvP and they aren't known for that right now. And I'm pretty sure the Crucible team and the higher ups at Bungie and the design lead team, the team leads and everyone else is probably sick of their PVP being a black eye on the franchise, being an embarrassment, being a frustration, right? So I would think they would really want to take a crack at having a very strong PVP. And there's something else to be considered here that I just thought of. Fortnite is paving the way for an esports scene that doesn't have to be dramatically balanced, it just has to be popular. Now, that doesn't mean Bungie's going to launch an insanely crazy PvP mode, but it's proving that there can be a lot of eyes on a game's PvP if it's popular. And if Bungie really reasserts themselves and says, this is the kind of game we want to build, and they recapture a lot of people, they recapture fans of you know there there are fans of Bungie and they recapture them and they reassert their their prowess in building a PVP game that stands to be a huge marketing machine for them tournaments esports present organizations all those things that happen when your game is worthy of being considered like a competitive game that can be used for tournaments and really exciting competitions i mean just look at the look at what trials did look at what trials did in an imbalanced in a very imbalanced d1 right people are complaining people can't stand it they hate the meta use your primary and yet still the audience capture for trials was very impressive it was a mini Fortnite, like, it was a mini Fortnite, it was a consistent, big viewership injection on the weekends for a lot of those streamers that pivoted to Fortnite, you know? Before we had H1Z1 and PUBG on the on the platform, Trials of Osiris was a nice, consistent, you know, viewership injection on the platform, and it was all centered around PvP. So I just rattled off a lot of reasons. For Bungie to not turn their back on the side of the game that I have said is a thorn in the side of the game, it's a tack-on, it's an add-on, I don't believe it was originally part of the the conception of Destiny when they when they dreamed up this game, and even though I've said those things, and even though I barely touch PvP, I think PvP is important for the future of the franchise. Uh, Creeper Nation, do you think the Destiny 3 will carry its momentum or fall? I mean, this is just a lot of spec- This is a very, very speculative question. Uh, I think if they play their cards right, momentum will be the result. If, if they have to make it land a little later than they initially wanted, I still think momentum will be the result because I think at the end of the day, if they can say all the things we want them to say, dedicated servers, larger worlds, new engine, this and that blah 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 there's all those things they're going to potentially get to say well that i think is a is a huge huge momentum injection that they're not going to get if they don't if they don't get to say any of those things and destiny 3 just launches 2020 on this engine they don't get to say any of those things they don't get to inject any momentum they don't get to inject any hyper excitement it's literally just yeah it's another destiny uh and same engine, same peer-to-peer, same instances, same small, stripped-down game. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that would work very well, personally. I really don't. I think that they have far more to lo- far more to to earn and garner by taking their time and really making the game great and. It'll be the long game, right? In streaming, I play the long game. I don't worry about the short-term goals and the and the sub-trains and the gimmicks. I play the long game. And even I, in my own streaming career, have seen that pay off. I've seen the evidence that taking the slow but more, more value or more quality-oriented route instead of the quick win has, has even now, the announcements and things I'm getting to do is starting to pay off. Um, if I was still just doing raids and still just, that's all I was doing was I was just a raid Sherpa streamer. I think some of the opportunities that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting noticed and getting things coming my way is because I took a painful, I took a very painful route and a very painful choice. I sacrificed easy subs, easy viewership, easy money for another, another path and another road. And I think Bungie could do something very, very similar here so we're going to apply the catalyst and get that range there that's exciting um i'm that this i typically was turning people away they're like dude use the risk runner in the in the Bergusia forge man oh man is it nice uh is very very nice uh it's it's xander says that makes me think of uh buffy the vampire slayer it xander says Given the split from Activision, what are your top changes you would like to see for them to make D3, what you really think has been restricted from their previous contract with Activision. So, at the at the most at the most ground level, right? At the very very bottom level, I think world size is a huge problem in Destiny, right? The game doesn't feel big. It almost feels like instancing episodic. It's like you go from one little area to the next I don't feel like I'm in some epic space tale I feel like I'm going I feel like I'm in a a shopping a, a video game shopping mall right I'm in a video game shopping mall. You go from this shop to this shop to this shop. But there's never that big grand moment where you walk out and you're like, holy smokes, boom, the, th- the game just like opens up. Like if you think about some of those moments in Zelda Breath of the Wild where you crest over a hill and the camera sp- the camera zooms out and like gives you this oh my gosh look at how big this world is that happened in tomb raider and uncharted there would be those moments where you would be walking in a cave and and you couldn't see right it was very white and you stepped out of the cave and the light your eyes adjust to the light and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh look at the size of this area that i'm about to go into and puzzle solve or you know drive around in the jeep or whatever like that creates that sense of 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 bigness that i think destiny has just always unfortunately lacked and the art team is Phenomenal. Like there are sections of Destiny 1 that give you that sense, but it's it's really infrequent. I'll give you a couple examples. There are spots in the dreadnought where like on the Ala Cool mission, if you remember when you're about to go down into his chambers and there's that big long bridge and you get spammed by like 20 Thrall in a row, okay, before you drop down and fight Ala Cool, he's hunting you, right? That mission. If on that bridge you look to the left and to the right the sense of size of the Dreadnought is absolutely enormous. There is just chambers upon chambers, just so far down. It's, to a certain extent, there's almost like a sense of like, it's nauseating. It's like, this place is so big, you'd be dizzy standing on that bridge, looking to the left or to the right. When you fight Oryx, and in the background is the rings of Saturn and the planet, and it's just massive in scope, and you can just see for forever. When you kill Oryx, and he backflips towards Saturn, like, these are Moments where you're like, oh my gosh, look at the size of this game, right? Well, that's really rare and infrequent. And I think I just captured and like retold moments that are ingrained in my mind. Why? Why can I do that? Because there's just something about that. There's something about... Those, mo- I, I, those those moments in Breath of the Wild and Uncharted 4, I've not had those moments happen to me in a long time. The Tomb Raider was the same way. And, and those moments in Destiny 1 haven't happened for a long time, but they're ingrained in my mind. So if you were to come out of a cave... In Destiny One, and step onto the European Dead Zone, and it would just be this giant, sprawling valley with hills and trees and caves and like ships going by and people driving by and sparrows, and often the distance you can hear gunfire, like da 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 da, you're like, this place is massive. That that would do that does that does something to you, right? we're world building in an unreal engine building places that were that size and scope at a ground level would make destiny feel so much different than it feels right now so that was a long speech about size and scope once you get beyond that i just really think you need a solid really really solid content loop and loot pursuit If I can play, and it's satisfying, it's very, very fun, it's varied, so I'm doing different things, and there's all these different types of loot and things that I can chase, I think that is... That is when you get into, like, a real special I can't stop playing. I'm addicted. My friends want to go to the movies, but I just want to grind Destiny. You get to that place with players where there's just something about your game. They can't put it down... You know? I, th- I know that was happening with some people for Path of Exile. You know, I know that happens, that's happens. that been happening with some people that are like, Lono, I mean, I really wish you would get into Elder Scrolls Online. I just, I can't stop playing. I can't stop chasing stuff. I wish that game was streamable because I know it's true. I know it's true. I know that game is massive and has so much that can be done. Um, so much can be done in the Elder Scrolls Online. And if you can get to that place with Destiny, those, I think, are the pillars of a long-standing franchise that has people playing for what feels like forever. Rusty says, uh... Hang on a second, you gotta kill this guy. Rusty says, fall 2021, best launch for D3, I think. Okay, so we're, we're in agreement. You and I are in agreement here. We're, we are we are seeing things similar. Uh, I think it gives them a year with the new consoles out, and they could focus development only on PC and next-gen. If it's 2020, then they have to make it compatible for PS4, XB1. Thoughts on current-gen holding development back? Ooh, good question, Rusty. I didn't even think about if they launched 2021, could they justifiably say it's not launching on the old consoles at all? I think they could. Ooh, I don't know. There's so many people. There are so many people that play on PS4 though, man. That's a lot of homies that would be like, I can't get the game. I don't know if they would want to limit their scope and their launch. I don't know if they'd wanna limit their scope on their launch. We just failed thanks to this guy here that we're gonna report for AFKing. What's his name? Fun guy. I actually would debate that. I would debate that. Uh, And we had somebody disconnect. So we're gonna report this guy for being uh, inactive. Oh, it's not letting me. That's amazing. That's awesome. Perfect. That small window of time at the end is great for reporting inactive uh, AFK dum dums, uh, and it took me out of the instance too. Wow, that's amazing! What a what a thing to have happen. So, this is a great question, Rusty. This is a really really great question. You know, the idea that they could potentially they could potentially completely pivot away from the old consoles. It's risky, it's risky because again, the amount of people, the amount of people that we know uh, that we know are that we that we know are are, are in in the game on the consoles, right? the I, I think that that would be their biggest potential hurdle is those people would justifiably say, I don't really want to buy a new console, dude. I've been playing Destiny for four years. Now, we could push back and say, Bungie would be completely in their right to say, look, man, the Xbox One and PS4 have been out for freaking ever, and the new consoles have been out for an entire year, right? But you have to think about something, right? You have to think about from a business standpoint. From a business standpoint. How many thousands if not if not how many millions of players would be like i guess i'm not buying your game now bungie could say bungie could say again this is one of the benefits of going with the unreal engine they could say you're going to get significant performance bonuses by significant performance bonuses by playing it on the new consoles right and you're going to miss out on this, these frame rates and everything else, but they could still make sure it's optimized on the old consoles, so it looks amazing and plays amazing, right? Well, the other thing they could do then is in 2022, they could say that big content ad is when they really kick the car off the cliff and they say we're leaving behind the old consoles. Three years from now, I think they'd be in a safe place to say console saturation has really shifted we can pivot we can pivot only to new consoles you got to remember the unreal engine would really equip them to it would really equip them to to leave to leave the game on the old consoles and have it run really really well and not be held back right i think the old consoles holding this game back is a combination of the engine not being like having its agility and its optimization like it's just hard i think to optimize this engine and make it you know it even even still the game struggled on PC when it first came out right it struggled it had issues it had memory leaks it had it had things that you wouldn't expect to be in a triple a game launch on PC so I if if you told me put your chips on the table Lono, put your chips on the table, take a bet, take a bet. Where are they launching? Where are they launching Destiny 3? I would say everywhere plus new consoles, right? Everywhere plus the new consoles. It would be PS4, Xbox 1 and and the new ones. I uh that's that's where I would put my chips. I don't think they would leave that revenue potentially off the table there are so many people that own Play- the playstation the playstation saturation in the market is ridiculous and they spent how many years really in increasing that player base size with playstation exclusives i don't know man unless sony made it really easy to upgrade so that they had a huge shift in their saturation to the new console i don't know i don't know Again, it wouldn't hurt development, Rusty, because they'd be in the new engine. Look at what Fortnite has done. Fortnite is on the Switch, the mobile devices, the old consoles, and PC, and they optimize that game to hit 60 FPS on the old consoles. That's something you can do when you're developing in the Unreal Engine. RPG071, do you think Bungie could and should introduce another form of traveling between locations on open worlds? Well, obviously in Destiny 3, if they build larger areas, you'd have to make the Sparrows a whole lot faster because it would feel like it takes forever to get anywhere. And then maybe they can consider uh, adding more vehicles. That would be really fun. Another thing we haven't even considered is combat could completely change if you're in larger areas. Larger areas means larger enemies, means more mechanics, means more damage potential, more, more combat potential. What if you had four weapons instead of three, and they introduced an entirely new way of engaging in large-scale combat? What if, uh, what if, what if uh, you had a, a deployable weapons and deployable things like turrets and things like that, where you 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 only have this potential now because you know the combat's so much larger and, and so much bigger in scale and scope that we you know we didn't, we couldn't previously do these things uh i i think that would be a um that would be a big win so yeah i would i would i would welcome new uh new means of transportation as well as uh as new means of combat you know new means of combat would be would be really really fun you know not just not just getting around but fighting you know i i would love to get in a fight with like a if you think about some of the the vehicles from Unreal Tournament, man, that those those vehicles, a lot of those got like blatantly copy-pasted into Halo. Uh, <laughs> you know, we could have we could have a lot of fun with vehicles like that in the in the combat and in the battles. There's a lot that could be done. So, 2020 looking like it's for sure for the next game or the oh, the consoles. I think you guys are talking about the consoles. Uh, Ninja NO42 What's your take on darkness subclasses for Destiny 3? I have continued to say that I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to suddenly flip everything and give us the ability to be dark or bad or evil. I, I just I don't I don't think that fits. I, that they've, they've we've spent so much time being guardians of light. We've spent so much time doing what we think is the right thing. I don't know if they would suddenly say, yeah, you can pick again remember when we said you don't want to lose the identity of the game you don't want to gut the game's identity right well i think that could happen if you're suddenly giving us that like choose the light or the dark your activity in the game determines whether or not you are good or evil like why do we need to do that you know that's a very weird thing to suddenly have present in destiny that's that's like weapon crafting, right? Weapon crafting's cool. Weapon crafting is fun. I think weapon crafting adds depth. But suddenly being able to choose between light and dark, if it happens, I'm not gonna complain. That's more depth. That gives you more replayable options. Like, well, I'm gonna make another character this time, and I'm gonna go to the good side, or I'm gonna go to the bad side. Like, I wouldn't complain. I just think it's unlikely. Jiffy Nano. With the flare-up of demand of cross-play, uh, do you think Bungie will push for cross-play for D3? They better, they better. If like, think about the potential for what we were just talking about with respect to, you know, where do you launch the game, right? Think about that, and then think about the potential of saying, and you can play with anybody, anywhere, anytime. What a freaking mic drop that can be for a game, right? Just sh- boom, nuclear explosion, you know, for a game this size and scope for them to be able to say that, that would be phenomenal. PVP would be a disaster on console against PVP. I'll tell that to Fortnite. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Tell that to Rocket League. Tell that to any game like and Fortnite arguably has more advantages PC versus console because of all the weapon bindings for building right like there's a huge huge advantage there that cannot be understated you know i i would i would wager to say i would wager to say that destiny if they continue to have it feel the way that it feels is is there's less of a gap between the pc and the console there's a gap i'm not going to deny the gap there's a gap but i think it's i would think that it would be somewhat not as uh expressed. And remember, it happens in Fortnite and no one, no one looks at Fortnite and says, "What a disaster, dude. PC versus console. I can't believe they do crossplay." Crossplay on Fortnite is a consistently celebrated thing in the gamer world, consistently celebrated. Nobody ever talks about PC versus console ever in that debate in that discussion. Cuz again, again, think about what they've done in Fortnite. Yo, what's good, Crucial? How you been? I haven't seen you in a while. You are a homie, man. He is a homie. Um, they primarily have you playing against that console. So if you're booting up on PS4, you're primarily playing PS4. If you boot up and play with somebody from PC, right, then you get thrown into the PC the mix the mixed player pool. That's how they that's how they've done it with uh, with Fortnite. They would probably do something similar, right? That would probably do something similar in Destiny. Don't make Destiny Fortnite. We're just using Fortnite as an example of crossplay. Right? If I boot up Fortnite on my on my Xbox and I'm playing, I am not playing against PC players. Crossplay is merely the option for me to boot up and play with my buddies who may or may not be on PC. Do you see what I'm do you see the point that I'm making? So the people that just boot up and want to play Xbox or PS4, they're not getting pitted against people that are going to wreck their face with the mouse and keyboard. They're playing against console people. And then if they play with their buddies from PC, they know what the frick they're signing up for. They're signing up for a mixed, a mixed bag. They're signing up for, I'm going to have to play against PC players. It's probably going to be a little bit tougher, you know? That's a really good point that I'm gonna make sure I continue to make every time this discussion comes up because I think people miss that, right? People miss the forest for the trees. They're like, you know, too soon, Lono, Niobe Labs. They miss the forest for the trees. They're like, dude, if you did cross-play, it's gonna be... The PC users are gonna just completely abuse the, the console users. You're only gonna get cross-play if you mix your lobby, right? You're only gonna get cross-play if you mix your lobby. If you're just playing on xbox with your xbox buds it would never affect you in a negative way it wouldn't and i think that's really important to point out to folks uh when discussing this Next question, Sin the Sniper. New character class other than Titan Hunter Warlock? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel. Pivoting to a new engine and pivoting to larger game worlds, dedicated servers, all these things, those are value points that make the game feel bigger and better. We don't need to start to reinvent the wheel, though. Three characters, three subclasses, three elements, it works. It just works. It There's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that limiting. Now, when you're like, but a classic RPG, Lono, I mean, goodness gracious, boot up an Elder Scroll online boot up you know Skyrim and look how many you can choose from point well made point well made I, that that could be a pivot that they make that there are there are significantly more subclasses in the game i would think what they would do however is dig into what's already there as we already said with the attunements right you would say okay if you pick a attunement of sky there's all these skills and abilities that you drill down in and it makes you feel very unique as a warlock and then if you pick a attunement of the sword I'm just making ones up in my, I'm just making stuff up, right? You pick a tome of the sword, it completely changes your experience and then you drill down into those skill trees. Still warlock, hunter, titan, still solar arc void, but those sub those subclasses would be significantly fleshed out and would feel like there's a lot of variety. You could completely change your warlock in a week. You'd be like, well, I've been running a Attunement of the Sky, and it's really fun. I'm floating. I'm agile. I'm doing this teleportation in the air move. I, you know, I'm teleporting four times, and every time I do, I teleport, I freeze, and I do a Nova Blast. And I teleport again, and then I do a Nova Blast. Take that super idea, Bungie. That one's pretty cool, right? You would be teleporting four times and be doing, like, some crazy Nova Blast. Now, that, that sounds awesome. And I don't want to do a Attunement of the Sky anymore. I want to do a Attunement of the Sword, I'm going to do a tomb of the sword. And then you dig into a tomb of the sword and you build out that skill tree and you build out those abilities. And then a tomb of the sword is some insane, like, like sword melee based, you know, super that we've never seen on a warlock before with all these flourishes and things, but you don't get to that capstone until you really drill down. See, I think it's more likely that they do something like that than suddenly being like, oh, by the way, now you have Titan, Hunter, Mage, you know, Beastmaster, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Like. I don't, uh, I think that's less likely. I think digging into the existing identity, digging in and adding depth to the existing identity of the game is far more likely, far more likely to be what they do than to completely suddenly decide to like, Oh, we're going to reinvent the entire game so crucial with 20 months in a row I had a promotion at work and I've been really busy lately plus I'm on satellite internet now it's been awful well I'm sorry about the satellite internet congratulations and good job on the promotion though man I'm glad to hear that you are a nice guy like genuinely and I'm glad that you're here Uh, and I'm glad that if, if I'm glad things are going well for you you've always supported me and stood up for me in some dark times and things have really turned a corner and you were one of the people that was consistently here just being a homie and uh don't underestimate what that means to a streamer guys not just crucial but anybody that's been here and has been positive people like amish milkman and others that are just always here jewish rye and other names i can think of i'm, I'm now saying names then people will be sad that they've been left out but these are names of people that i just see in chat being positive and filling my heart with love so thank you for being that uh soldier on music, would there be any negative effects if they shift to the Unreal Engine? The Bungie shooting special sauce has ruined other shooters for me, and I would hate to see that change. That obviously is something they would have to have, like, a lock jaw on. A lot They, they would have to completely n- honor that. If they don't honor that, then they're in trouble, right? You, If people booted it up and the number one headline about Bungie's new game, Destiny 3, was... I mean, it's a great game, but the headline would be, doesn't feel like Destiny. Um, Well, then that would be, I think that would be a bad, bad, that would be a bad look. Destiny has been consistently praised as one of the best shooters in existence. You know, you know, one of the, one of the strongest, is this guy consistently throwing, I think he's throwing balls at me. Yeah, he just keeps throwing balls at me. I, I've never had someone do this. I feel, I, I, I feel like I like the attention, but I don't know how it makes me feel on the inside. I, I, this is odd for me. Quit throwing balls at me, bro. <laughs> that was at least like four in a row. All right. Um, yeah, this is this is a this is a well timed this is a well timed uh, question that you know they've got to they have to capture that destiny feeling man they do i think they can i think there have been plenty of really 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 good shooters in the unreal engine i think they can capture it i think they can easily easily capture the destiny feel but obviously that may be why they've been gun shy about pivoting because of the time that will take hand grenade says with the split do you think Bungie can shift to what the player base wants? They have used Activision companies to do the game fixing DLCs. Well, here's something I want you to consider: them using the the, the Activision companies to do like game fixing DLCs. Okay, why do you think they needed to do that? Because Bungie was probably busy honoring contractual obligations so why why DLC's like warmind and others are being worked on while annual pass contents being worked on by Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios the reason that's happening is Bungie's probably trying to get everything sorted out for the contractual deadlines we what we need to have these things honored like and we can't do that we cannot do that if if we're working on DLC, it just simply isn't possible. And so then you end up with, then you end up with is always behind the eight ball. So in this scenario, sure, they're not going to have their, their heroes, their heroes in the shadows developing for them and making things go smooth and, and giving us substance and deliverables when Bungie, you know, couldn't on their own. We're not going to have that, but we're also not going to have the pain of deadline so Bungie might be able to internally properly triage to be like okay base game is set on this timetable this team's working on this piece and this raid and that raid and and we're going to do this and then we're going to do that and it's going to make we're going to make sure that this is on time and there's no content drought in this quarter I I don't know I feel like th- it was basically all hands on deck if we don't hit these deadlines we're talking like we're talking you know, problems for the company with respect to like shares and stuff there were things in the contract about that that like just couldn't be overlooked and without that hanging over their head they might be able to properly triage space out the next big deliverable to be further out and in the meantime still deliver excellence and good updates uh in in the vein of like the annual past stuff you know Next question from Rusty O22. What do you think of the chances of Bungie skipping a year of content leaving D2 alone for a year between the end of D2 and the launch of D3? I think there's a couple of chances that of a version of this happening. I think one version of this happening could be an annual pass that is almost entirely uh, almost entirely centered around old content, old raids, you know the old planets. Now we know that, that that might be really hard for them to do, right? They might really struggle uh, to do that. Well, that still doesn't mean they they won't do it. It still might at the end of the day net them more content for less work, like building new paths and forges and raids and anything else they might have to build, uh, may be just too difficult. And the doing it in doing it in the old content might be easier, like each piece of the annual pass in 2019 to 2020, each piece of that annual pass could be just a raid each time from the old game, right? There's four raids. So, maybe. No, there's no teasers about D3. We're just talking about it, jokes on you. The split with Activision obviously has us thinking through what could possibly happen leading up to it. Uh, Future Celtic says, do you think Cade and the Speaker will come back as ghosts in D3? Uh, no. My prediction has been that Cade will come back with the Stranger, and the Stranger time travels to save him. He doesn't have a timeline. She can't mess up his timeline. He's dead, and has no timeline leading up to when we finally interact with her again, so if he suddenly comes back or is alive, it doesn't mess up the timeline. It, it would it would stay intact, and then he could deal with us going forward, and they could just have Nolan North voice him. Man of Steel if we do get a launch around the time of the new consoles, do you think we will run into the exclusivity deals we have had in the past? Just launching around the releases up to those uh, increase the chances. Up the chances. Right. Well, there's a couple of things that th- that might happen. There's a couple of ways this may play out, okay? You may see exclusivity on each platform. Like Microsoft could say, give us this and you know, we'll pay X, Y, and Z for it. And then Sony does the same thing, right? What that does is it 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 is not ideal, but that gives that gives increased revenue to Bungie for things that are, you know, exclusive to that console. Pre-order and get this, pre order and get that, blah, 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 blah. I would hope they would be less substantive things but microsoft and sony would be willing to pay for those things as a as a defining attribute of their console you know pre-order now on the xbox and get the midnight you know the midnight angel shader pack right and then sony's like pre-order now for the sony playstation 5 and get the daybreak dawn of angelus shader pack and you're like oh my gosh i don't know what i don't know what they all sound so awesome but it gives them something to say that distinguishes their platform it funnels money to bungie and as long as as long as it's not like as long as it's not super significant then i don't mind i don't like when it's like i don't like when it's a strike or an exotic do you see what i'm saying i I, that 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 kind of stuff is what ends up really annoying me because that's like those are pieces of content that we all would really really like to have you know yeah they could do one for pc for for sure for sure they could do one for pc you know they could say hey you know, order it on PC and you'll get this and this and this. You know, Epic could be Epic could be a part of the equation here. The co-founder of Epic Games commented on their announcement. I mean he definitely jumped right in there immediately. Epic could be a part of it, you know, pre order now on the Epic Games launcher and get the do do like There's a lot that could, there's a lot that could be happening here for revenue streams to Bungie that would not have them tied to contractual obligations, but would have them basically just being like, here's an exclusive thing for your platform. Nova hands. Hey Lono, if Bungie is in fact building destiny three in the unreal engine, are you confident Bungie can retain the feel and gunplay? Yeah, we've already had this question. I, I think so. I think so. I'm not concerned. Unreal is a good engine, and a lot of shooters launch in it. Z smooth. Should D3 become single player with the option with multiplayer? I play Destiny one and basically play alone. No need to be online. I think this just cuts at the heart of what this game is. It's a multiplayer shared world. Um, so no, if they made it primary single player, that would be a enormous failure in in both change and pivot. Like, I don't think people would like that at all. People would be... People would be not happy about that um, at all. Uh, Matt Fu with 5 Months of Subs. Welcome back. Thanks for keeping your Prime sub here, dude. A lot, I appreciate everybody who's been using their Prime subs on the channel. Uh, you would... I mean, you talk about cutting and breaking the identity of the game. That would do it, right? That would that would certainly do it, right? I, I don't know. I... Oh, you can just jump on the tree. Okay. Where did the Unreal rumor come from? I've not seen anything myself. I must have missed it. Okay, I'll, I'll retell the story. Okay. The morning after the Activision announcement, it's like four in the morning, Kevin Yanes, the, the Crucible homie, tweeted about learning, Unre- uh, learning to code in the Unreal Engine. John Wisniewski did the same thing nine or ten hours ago. So pretty significant figureheads and developers at Bungie are mentioning doing and learning to develop in Unreal, and they've done this right after the announcement of the Activision split. I don't think that's coincidental. I just I, I refuse to think that's purely coincidence. If it, it like, if these guys are that out of touch and out, like, and, and think they can say things like that and not have people sort of like raising an eyebrow, they, they need to like, consider what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, literally, they announced on Thursday the split with Activision, and at like four in the morning on Friday, Kevin Yanes talks about learning Unreal, and then just yes, just ten hours ago, John Wisniewski does. These are big figureheads at Bungie. These are these are these are high up guys of departments. There's no way that's accidental. And why would they be doing that? Why would they be doing that? What are you doing? Like, what are you the, the, the annual pass isn't even done yet. The next DLC is not even out yet. We don't even know what the Destiny three entails. And and you're looning. You're learning. You're learning Unreal. What? So th- that to me gave me a huge boost of confidence that like this game is probably going to land twenty twenty one and be built in the Unreal Engine again. This is all speculation, but I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair speculation. Um. There's a few who basically work on other stuff. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Yanes and Wisniewski are just like piddling around in their free time, and I also don't think they would be they would be mentioning on the time I don't know. The timing is just the timing is too too. I don't know. The timing is too good. The timing is too good to ignore. Uh but that last question, no, they they can't reinvent this game and, and make it primarily single player and not multiplayer. I, it, this game at every turn that the, the forums, reddit, twitch, everywhere this game is is sort of popular and engaged with, it is engaged with as a multiplayer game and not a solo game as long as you can play and enjoy the game solo then they don't owe you really anything other than that they don't they don't owe you the entire game to be retooled for you I think that's I think that's like a ludicrous uh, expectation after four years of it being referred to as a shared you know world a shared world shooter or whatever it is they call it Uh, Lagerhoff, do you think D3 will be able to run 60 FPS on consoles if they can get this thing optimized in the Unreal Engine, yeah, I actually do think it's possible. I do. I think they could do it. I think the idea of, you know, using something that Fortnite has proven can be optimized to run better on, you know, the lower the lower quality environments. You know, PC is obviously the strongest platform you can play on right now, and you can really make Fortnite look beautiful on a PC, you can make it run on, a, on an Xbox One 60 FPS that's an achievement not possible without, without the Unreal Engine, it just isn't possible so I, I would wager to say they can do it I think they can do it. Now, the question is, Bungie executives and people in charge of the marketing and people in charge of sales may say that's not what you want to do. You want to really, really focus on resolution. You really want to focus on 4K. And if that happens, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Shimoroku says along with an engine update do you think updating core systems such as light level simplistic stats damage scaling ETC should also come along with it well I think you certainly can I think those are hard things to do with the current engine and system these are things that aren't super easy to do because of how hard it is for them to update the game with any sense of speed um And so that is something that we would, we would potentially get as a benefit of pivoting to the unreal engine is they can add depth to the systems, make the systems better. Like uh, to a certain extent, simplicity is needed for some things, just making something complex doesn't automatically make it better. Right? So having, having leveling somewhat stripped down and simplified, I think could help them focus on other things investment in your skill tree, investment in your abilities, leveling up abilities, trying different approaches on your abilities. These are things I think that would be more beneficial to the game that That, that can happen if you simplify the leveling. Soul Snatcher, do we know if there's been a game that switched engines midway through their series? Um, Man... I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. People in chat are going to have to chime in on this one. I honestly don't know if that's even a thing. Uh, if that's if that's a thing historically we've seen. Um, 343 is doing it. Yeah, I mean, but have they done it? People are saying uh, Fallout 343. Halo Infinite is going to slipstream. Star Citizen changed engines. Like... Do we have a time where it happened as a as a success story right is it a success story is it a look at what we did look at what we were able to do um because we switched engines maybe battlefield done it successfully has battle did battlefield do that with the dice engine weren't they in a different engine before I honestly don't know. I mean, that doesn't mean it can't be done. The Unreal, I think the Unreal Engine's changing the name of the game, right? Pivoting to their engine could be, you know, you stand to benefit. They're going to continue to optimize and update and make their engine better because Fortnite's their cash cow, you know? So I, I would wager to say even if it hasn't been done historically, it could be a pioneer move. Sorry, I had to cough, and I didn't want to cough right on the mic. And then it, like, didn't happen. It was, like, a tickle, and, like, didn't happen. Battlefield's on Frostbite. A lot of EA games moved over to Frostbite. Yeah, so then, you, I mean, you obviously have to weigh in and say whether or not you think that was a success, right? Was that a successful pivot for them? I think Battlefield's done pretty well with some of their titles that have been on the Frostbite engine. Um... Well, another question to ask too is, you know, how how many games are this size and scope and are attempting to do what Bungie's doing with Destiny as well? So you have to argue like is it is it worth it? And then the argument would would be based off of what's the intentions of the game? What are they trying to do? Why? Why? What's the what is the net benefit? What is the impetus for switching engines? It has to be in there as well. A lot of companies aren't going to switch because. Like, think about it. Call of Duty is running on a modified Quake 3 engine. I don't know if that's true of the latest title, but up until like one title ago, it was a modified Quake 3 engine. I mean, that's freaking ancient. I was playing Quake 3 in high school 20 years ago, so... It's a 20-year-old it's a engine, and they used it at least, at the very least, up until one of the most recent titles. They were still calling it, like, it's their engine, but they, like, updated it or whatever. So, I don't... I don't know if there's been a lot of impetus in the past for games to make such a sharp shift because, again, this is a unique situation. Just the the nature of what happened and, and, and how... Halo was such a strong franchise and such a strong game. They didn't probably think they don't, you don't know the limitations until you try, right? You don't know your limitations of strength until you try and do 20 chin-ups or until you try and climb, you know, free climb some wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? you may be like, well, I do this and this and this, and this takes, I'm, I'm pretty strong that at these activities over here, and then you go and try and do something, and you're like, wow, this is a different type of strength and endurance needed. I, I can't do this. I need to train, and I need to I need to condition my body differently. You know, speed running versus marathon running, those sorts of things. Like, what types of, the types of workouts that you do, the types of strength that you build in your body is different. Well, you don't know that until sometimes, until you try. And then you try and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And so I think with the Tiger engine, Bungie's like, look how many great games we cranked out. You know, Halo was a great, successful title. Everyone that works here knows how to use it. And like, we would lose so much time not using this engine. And then they get into the thick of it. And then they're like, this is not going to work. With We are not quote unquote strong enough. To do what's needed for this franchise this engine's too limiting it's too slow it's too you know arduous um so we'll just have to wait and see i mean i i I think there is so much more pressure now to pivot to a new engine the shift from activision the freedom from contractual deadlines and the new consoles there's a lot bearing down on bungie that says pivot to a new engine you know, the availability of the Unreal Engine, the better, the better revenue share that Epic is offering. Like, there's, there's a lot of things saying, go to a new engine. King Boomstick. With the thought of D3 ramping up the RPG features and mechanics, NPCs should play a more important role. What would you like to see? uh, Would you like to see more Vanguard members? Uh, They could be used as class trainers and quest givers. Maybe multiple vanguards of the same class, separated by subclass. I said earlier when the question of NPC came up, I want them to have more purpose, and you're getting at that idea, I think. You're getting at the idea of this would give them more purpose. Um, and the the nature of like training in the subclass, as we were talking about like drilling down in one, this could do that. This could bring that element of custom customization and investment that would make it feel like these NPCs have purpose. So you have an NPC that was focusing on solar, but not just solar, but solar and attunement of the sky. And it's all that agility stuff that we were talking about and floating around and doing, doing different supers and then teleporting, right? Like, and then you would go to that NPC and there'd be missions, quests, and bounties associated with that subclass. And the more you did those things, the more you could kind of advance that subclass and level it up. Like, maybe they're, they're the source of your skill points for that subclass. And so you're going back and reporting to them. And again, once you're done, you're like, okay, this I like a Attunement of the Sky, but I want to try Attunement of the Sword, or I want to try, you know, a Attunement of the Mind. You have all these different attunements that lead into different abilities, and there are warlocks that train you and send you out and have you doing things, and then that earns you your skill point. As long as the NPCs have purpose, like, when they're just standing there not really doing anything or just selling a couple of guns, I don't think that is, I don't think that's what, what, I don't think you're getting a lot of. I don't think you're getting the capital out of them that you you should. I think there's a lot more that could be that could be done with them. Now I did this last time and I got right up there, um, and now it's not uh, now it's not working. I thought I just I thought I just went right up the tree. Uh, maybe I have to come from the side. This is weird. Last time I got right up right up in here. It's like the it's like the sparrow doesn't want to tilt up. It was tilted up last time. Maybe do you tilt it up off the rock and then go? Because once you get the nose up, you can pretty much like just hold the button down and you'll just start climbing. I did it. I did it last time. Like it was nothing. I was like, oh man, I've been missing out on such an easy approach. Uh, this is this is the nature of uh, when they don't let you use your sparrow for basic things. Uh, Rockets Raikou. How would you feel about Destiny 3 coming out in early access like Fortnite? No submitting patches for certification, faster dev cycle. Oh, wow. We didn't even think about this. We didn't even think about this. If they get classified as early access, it's it's cheaper to push out updates. Destiny 3 could land 2020 as an early access game. The only reason I would think that they would, they would not do that is because... I think that would be a pretty ho hum launch, right? That would be a pretty ho hum launch. Hey, we're finally launching Destiny 3 and it's early access. And it's $60. Cuz you got to think if they need a revenue stream, like what Saul like what Saul Villa is saying, like you, you it, those games a lot of times are free. <laughs> so it's like for the culmination of the Destiny franchise and it's early access. I don't know. Early access could be a pretty bad banner that you want. You want floating above your game. So. Achievement Raider. Do you think Destiny could keep its feel on the Unreal Engine? We've addressed this. I do believe it can. Havoc GG staff. Should there be skill based matches to help separate the casual player and the OP player? I mean, if you're going to do skill-based matchmaking, that's called Ranked. The, the, the proper way to do, quote-unquote, skill-based matchmaking is called Ranked, and you need a completely different game to do that. This game is not worthy of a ranked playlist. Um, so, uh, what just... It, oh, it threw me into a failing one, I guess. I don't think this game is worthy of a ranked playlist. I don't think the sandbox is, is balanceable, if that's a word. It's not something that can be balanced. Enough. It can't be balanced enough. I don't think the map design's good enough. I don't. Uh, the presence of some of these exotics are so altering, so so game changing. I don't think this game is worthy of a ranked competitive playlist. It's not worth the time, the investment. I don't think there's enough people playing in that vein to justify. But if you if you launch and split the game down the middle with a truly polished balanced well-developed pvp side of the game then i could be like okay go for it right go for it you know you can you can you you can build this ranked playlist so arrow uh arrowed again says do you think bungie will allow the forges on other characters once they're unlocked on one the grind is real I didn't unlock this forge on the others, so I, I guess they could. Did this one just open for everybody, regardless of? Uh, regardless, of, there's no, there was no quest line, right? I think it just opened. I didn't, I don't think I had to do anything. We reinstance that one day, and after we reinstance, the door just opened. So I don't think there's a. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna handle the other ones. I think they very easily could say you know, we need to, we need to open the other forges basically for all the characters. Um, Berguzzi is the only one that just auto unlocked for all characters. Yeah. So, I mean, they could think about that. I mean, they could just go in and say, what are we, what's the benefit in keeping these locked unless you do, um, Unless you do, you know, all the quest lines and stuff. Because some of them are pretty freaking tough. Especially when you include the talk from yesterday about no matchmaking. They got those quest lines that are basically Nightfalls with Extinguish. And there's no matchmaking. Like, good freaking luck, you know? Like, that is... That's freaking... Whoops, terrible throw. That's brutal, you know? That's that, those, can be, those can be brutal. Very, very brutal. Uh, and i just don't think that's how you want people to feel when they're when they're grinding that kind of content you know it should be exciting and fun challenging is fine but it definitely it definitely feels like the lack of matchmaking especially uh makes me want to say just open the forges for all the characters after you open one you know what i mean TJ Bolin says, where is the best place to farm Dust Rock Blues? I am uh, getting wrecked by it. Yeah, no problem. I can answer this. Somebody in chat may have already answered you, but I can definitely answer you. It is a lost sector on the EDZ. It is called the uh, it's in Firebase Hades. It is the Pathfinders Crash. The Pathfinders Crash is the best farm. Uh, it is the best farm for the Dust Rock Blues. Enjoy. Uh, rock Leo maybe Bungie should not nerf one-eyed mask but instead bring wormhus back to its glory and bring up the Ram. thoughts I don't have a whole lot to say about this I, obviously we want things to be balanced obviously one-eyed mask is on everybody's radar as being one that is in need of balance uh, you know it, it, the frustrating thing is is like hearing like blade barrage is getting you know a damage nerf as soon as I hear that, I, I kind of cringe, you know, I'm like, really? Like we, these are great items. These are great. These are great. Uh, these are great abilities and they're already, they're already being targeted, you know, for, uh, for nerfs, And I don't know, it just, it's always, it's always a little upsetting when you, when you see your token, your token prize, made weaker in the game. When I fi- I remember finally getting sur- Suros regime. I'll never forget this by the way. I'll never forget this. I wanted it. I thought it was such a cool-looking gun in D1, and when I finally got it, they they nerfed it like a week later. And I mean, I was furious. I don't even know the extent of the nerf. All I knew is my buddy was saying it's it's not the same anymore. It's not very strong. So, I don't have a whole lot to say here other than I I hope they do a whole lot less nerfing and, as you're saying, take more of an attitude of bringing everything up, uh, bringing everything up to match. White Light says, "Do you think D3 will still be on Battle or switch to a different launcher or even make their own launcher? I think the most likely switch, if they do switch, will be to the Epic launcher, so they can benefit from the crossplay." Uh, the architecture that's already been built there, I think, could be a big win. Uh, could be a big win for the franchise. I think crossplay is slowly becoming an industry expectation. Uh, and when your game is a shared, you know, open world game, uh, I think that's a that's a benefit as opposed to it being, you know, sort of that. I don't know. I just feel like the limitations from from not doing crossplay. Is significant, and I don't. I, I just feel like more and more game companies are going to approach, you know, the the platforms and say, "Man, you guys, you gotta let us do this. It's so much better for the game. It's so much better for the community." And the response is overwhelming. Look at the revenue that you get, you know, automatically here. Um, you know, I think those are things that that have to be that have to be established as standards in the uh, in the industry. And I think that's happening. I think Fortnite's helping with that. So I hope I hope we see you know Fortnite continue to influence the market of expectations uh, from 60 FPS um, to you know from 60 FPS to the 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 nature of how they've 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 established crossplay as something that can be you know given and expected. Um, I would hope we would just get more of it across the board, not just in Destiny but in all games Serpentius, despite the fact that there have been tweets that seem to indicate Bungie could be switching to the Unreal Engine, do you think it's possible they could migrate to something else? I don't know why I don't know why Wisniewski or Yanes would waste any any amount of their time of day you know, looking at Unreal if they're going to something else what we know about the Unreal Engine and what we know about Epic and how they've how they've shifted in their in their dealings with people who use it. I just I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of reasons to, to there's a way more reasons to use Unreal than any other engine. Arzani says, "Do you think Destiny 3 will come out when the new generation of consoles comes out?" Yeah, we've addressed this question. It does seem like 2021's more likely. 2021 seems more likely. AC23, why do you not Need to do the raid to get max power in D uh, in D one year one. It was like that, and it made the end game last longer. Um, I'm gonna be brutally honest about that system of being forever 29. It didn't make the end game last longer. It is an artificial. It is an artificial extension of playtime. The only way for you to level up is to get a pair of boots from the bridge encounter in Crota, and you don't get it gotta gotta try again next week how is that extending the end game how you coming in and raiding once a week is that end game is that end game i don't think that's end game i think grinding for rolls on guns and armor is end game that's you that's you building out your that's you building out your your gear your loot that's end game end game isn't Sorry, man, we didn't give you the helmet that you needed for the seventh week in a row. Come back next week and run one raid. I just, I don't understand how that, that is, that's not an extension of Endgame. Now, the other part of your question that I think is important is, well, why'd they change it? Why, why can you get max level outside the raid? Leveling up in an RPG is just automatic and assumed in my estimation. The difference between the, the difference between you and the other guy is the gear is the cool stuff it's the accolades your power level in general in in RPGs is never a trophy it isn't your trophies are your trophies the things that you've earned the things you fought for the things you have found you know so someone says using the unreal file catalog uh, and for a new tiger tiger holds the destiny secret sauce I feel listen if they're able to still use tiger and get agility out of it like they do like the unreal engine offers great but i don't i don't know maybe epic's helping them with that i don't know the guy with gun in destiny 3 would a separation of pvp and pve loot pools fix the issue i don't know if you switch the loot pools or if you just switch how the weapons behave in each side of the game right they can't do that now that seems to be a real struggle right it seems to be a real struggle to try to separate you know shotguns are too strong or this is too strong in pvp they just can't seem to do that they can't seem to separate and do you know individual nerfs and buffs you know according to sides of the game but i don't think you need to be like no sorry you can't use that loot here I think they could maintain the identity of Destiny in that anything you earn can be used anywhere, but, but, it's gonna, it's we're, we're gonna we're gonna be able to make that okay. You just got a hand hand cannon, and we we had something we had something miscategorized, and when it rolls with this perk, it's just too. We, we just imagine this is too strong in PvP, right? And they tweak it in PvP. Imagine one eyed mask being able to be tweaked in pvp and doesn't do anything in pve same with shards of galanor if they could do that which i believe an engine an engine pivot helps them with that well then i i think you're you're able to maintain the loot the loot pursuit identity of destiny and and as well as well as maintain what we've all been wanting which is a balance and a split I think it starts to get a little weird in a loot pursuit game if you tell somebody... Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you just spent the last couple of days farming for in the mission... Well, now that you want to go play PvP, you can't bring any of that with you, right? Well, no, not all. Well, then what determines it? What's the de- what's the determining factor of what can be used in PvP and what can't be? I just think that gets kind of confusing and kind of muddy. It just makes way more sense to say... All guns are usable everywhere. And if if a gun or an item shows itself to be too strong, we can we can nerf it individually. Uh D. uh says, What is your opinion on gearing in Destiny? What would you like to see going into the future? Things like discipline, strength, and intellect would be cool uh readditions in my opinion. This is where when we were talking earlier about like how to give depth without making it super confusing. This is another way they could do that, right? You could have those attributes, you know, discipline, strength, intellect, bring those back because everybody loved once they got like a tier 12 build, right? That was like a, that was like a really, really cool moment when you finally got not just a tier 12 build, but like what you wanted, the gear that you liked, uh, for your tier 12 build. Um, when that happened, that was a cool moment. And you could do the same thing though if like people are a little too confused by it they don't really care you could have them with the ability to do an automatic right they could do automatic and say yeah just automatically assign that crap for me i don't care um maybe they could have like three different styles of play and when they click that style of play it just automatically assigns their intellect their discipline and their strength are you aggressive do you like abilities do you like stronger health do you like whatever right I I think, I think there's a lot there that they could try to add, but you just have to be careful. If it's like super complex and weird and you're like, wait, okay, so if I do this and then I have strength and then I have intellect, well now I can do this and now it makes me really strong. If it's like confusing to the average player, that's going to cut against the grain of what, what has made destiny so successful. And that is, casual players and hardcore players can can enjoy the game equally and you would need something like that in place to maintain that. Lock and load Ace, do you think the divorce of Activision has changed or altered D3's release? I do. I do. The more I think about it and the more we kind of look at the the tea leaves of, you know, a couple of tweets and just statements from Bungie, what we know about like internal problems at Bungie with development cycles and the like, um I do think that instead of doing the 2020 release which is what the original probably plan was for just according to the contract uh and the pattern up to this point i think 2021 the more we talk about it it just it just seems way more likely uh to be 2021 um so obviously we'll have to wait and see be, either way, either way, whether it does 2020 or 2021, all that matters to me is that Bungie is equipped as employees and lovers of Destiny to build a fantastic Destiny, and that as fans of Destiny, we're given a good Destiny. Like that's all that matters to me. I don't care if it's 2020 or 2021. I want the end result to be a celebration and not like a groan, you know. And I think that's one of the that's one of the challenges of meeting contractual obligations is everyone's super hyped and excited that oh we get a new game every couple years but then it just turns into like a groan it's like uh this is disappointing this isn't what i wanted this isn't what i expected uh and that's just never a good thing you never want people to feel that way like they've waited all this time uh and then they (laughs) you know and then they they don't like Frustrated expectations is one of the leading causes of, like, people to be angry, both in relationships and in gaming world, right? Uh, Jabu needs a beer. Do you think if Bungie moves to a better engine, the community would accept a monthly charge like a typical MMO? I think they would, and I think it would uh, provide more frequent and better content drops. I just don't think you're ever going to get this off the ground. The only way you get this off the ground is if you do it the way that ESO does it, and it's optional but substantive, right? ESO has a subscription fee, but it's it's not needed, and you get you get a lot of stuff, right? You get a lot of in-game cool stuff, mounts and and really cool decorative stuff, a currency to to buy the things that you want. So there's a personalization to it, there's an intentionality to it, but there's also like it's 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 used a lot. You're you're getting a lot for your money, and this is why I said the Eververse. Early on, they they should have considered doing that. Like every season, you can buy a book for the Eververse that makes it really easy for you to intentionally get everything and pursue everything, and that's just guaranteed extra revenue for Bungie. They've done such a poor job with the Eververse, in my estimation, they could they couldn't get away with it now. Um, people already complain about thirty five dollars for the annual pass. They're not going to pay a subscription fee. I don't know how much of that is the the vocal minority though. Sometimes I worry that we give we give we give whiners too much too much of a voice. How many of those people don't play? How many of those people buy it and play it anyway and they just whine about everything? How many of those people are just trolls in disguise? They hate destiny and they know that's a hot button issue to go in and be like, well $35 is expensive. Chat's gonna get cranked up, you know the the streamer's gonna get cranked up. I don't know. Like, it's hard to know if the number of people complaining about the $35 annual pass, how how many of those are making a legitimate, thoughtful criticism? Are they making a criticism that's going to alter their behavior, right? Is their criticism so deep and so real to them that they don't even buy the annual pass, right? And then once you get to that, once you qualify and you're like, is it real? Is it thoughtful? Is it so, is it such a big thing to them that they're not buying it? Then you got to add all those people up. And I just wonder how many of those people there actually are in the grand scheme of the player base, right? Now, this doesn't mean you could get away with a subscription fee because there's a small minority that complains about the annual pass. But what it does mean is maybe the complaints about monetization and pricing is overstated and it's a minority. It's a it's a whiny, crybaby, like vocal minority that, that whines about everything, right? And then they'll turn around and spend $20 on a skin in Fortnite. And, you know, and they, and they do the floss dance in real life. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I, I don't, I just, I don't know how much, how much credence I want to give the, the, the people who make complaints that like when you really, really break it down and think about it are just so illegitimate. They're so illegitimate, you know, $35 for this content. I mean, what we got in Black Armory would cost 20 bucks I think in some games. If you look at the $10 headhunter packs for Borderlands 2, it was one boss in one area. I mean, w- this is essentially $10 of content, the Black Armory. It's it's easily it's easily 3 to 4 times the size of those headhunter packs in Borderlands. I I don't know. I the I just think people are so so unreasonable. And again, even if they are being unreasonable, are they buying and playing anyway? Remember when I said like, Bungie struggled to parse? They struggled to parse a lot of what we said in, in D1, right? Uh, like We would complain about something, but then engage with it anyway. Right? I complained about the Imago loop farm, but I, I did it anyway, right? I did it anyway. I, I went in there all the time, and I was going after what I thought was the best imago well the, the conclusion that oh people didn't like grind people complained about the grind let's get rid of the grind was a wrong conclusion and I think you have to be able to parse that out like okay people are complaining about the cost of the annual pass but what's their behavior what are they doing are they just a troll are they just somebody who's not even playing anyway so their opinion is completely invalid you know I swear most of the people that I interact with on YouTube that are like incessantly negative, they don't even matter. I don't even think they play. I literally think they just want things to complain about. I can tell when someone's complaint is rooted in experience. They're like, they talk about playing, they talk about the milestones, they talk about not being able to level up. And then there's the people that just dial in the same tired, copy pasta, thoughtless bumper sticker complaints about Destiny. It's like, bro, you probably don't even play. You just like to hate on content creators, YouTube videos, and Twitch chats. You know? Adam the Hand, Morning Lono, I don't I know you don't dabble in Crucible too often, but with Iron Banner and power mattering, do you think things scale uh by 10 some sort of way? PvE endgame activities work? For instance, I'm 615, I slapped a 650 Titan with a sword and he didn't die. Uh, does that come off as a little bit ridiculous? I have ranted and I have raved about power advantages and how stupid they are. They don't make any sense. Uh, If you play more, if you play more, your level is higher. Why do you deserve an advantage over people? Listen, the same people that will sit here and rail and rant and rave and throw their hands in the air about balance and one-eyed mask and shards of galanor in the next breath you can't be like but i want a power advantage in iron banner and in trials there is no trials but you get the point right what what do you mean you want a power advantage i thought you wanted a balanced crucible yeah but not iron banner i want to smack people around who are weaker than me that's really fun i'm sorry how is that fun Right? Imagine, imagine really experienced Fortnite streamers, people that are gods at the game. They play all the time, okay? Imagine Tfue having a damage advantage over all the people that play Fortnite less than him. Right? Imagine that. Here comes Tofu running down the hill, god tier building. Oh, and <laughs> these scrub lords beneath him that barely play the game and just play casually? <laughs> Not only is he better than them and more experienced, he also has a damage advantage. Iron Banner and Trials are endgame PVP, like raids. Uh, like raids of PVP. Power is supposed to matter in raids, right? And I just think that I think that's a false equivalency for endgame. I th- and and I think I think Eugene is right. I think that's the logic they're applying. I happen to think that it's stupid. PVP is not PVE. Me being me be feeling weaker in the endgame because I'm under leveled is different because it's pve it's me playing against ads it's not player versus player right the ads that i'm playing against aren't stronger because they're better at the game where they play more they're stronger because of an of a static delta scale so that drag that 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 knight is going to do extra damage because because he's because of a delta scale but that like it's not like you're gonna run into a knight in PvP who plays. I'm sorry, in PVE, you're gonna run into a knight in like a strike that you're under leveled for, or a raid that you're under leveled for, and he plays more than you, and he's got more experience, and he just shellacks you. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a comparison in my mind. It's PvP. It's supposed to be fair. It's already unfair with respect to gear, loadouts, rolls on your weapons, and then not fair in like the. Oh, this is not fair. It's imbalanced, right? It's not an, It's not a level playing field already. Because people can have a, 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 a Lunas, they can have a Not Forgotten, they can play more than you, they can have better map awareness than you, they can have an exotic that's super strong, they can have One-Eyed Mask, they can have any number of things that makes things imbalanced, and then you want to tack on top of that like, oh I've got it, I've got an idea guys, why don't we give people that play the most a power advantage, that, that'll, that'll really be winsome, right? Hey, entire player base, here comes Iron Banner, a free event for everyone. Come, come and play. We've acknowledged that leveling is terrible and we've tried to streamline it, but come, come, come. Come and play Iron Banner, this free event for all. Oh, by the way, you are at a power disadvantage because you play less often than these people who are sweating their balls off every day. Like, that just doesn't, that, it doesn't, it's illogical. Trials? Okay okay maybe for trials right maybe for trials but iron banner the community as a whole wants iron banner to be power leveled eugene i didn't realize you spoke for the entire player base i didn't realize that that's weird because when black armory launched 12 percent of the player base was at 600 so you're gonna try and tell me you're gonna try and tell me that you know 80%, 70% of the player base isn't at 600 when Black Armory rolls out. They're not at max power, but they want to roll into Iron Banner at a power disadvantage. Get real. There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. I think the vocal minority, the people that get on Reddit, the people that get on forums, the people that get on Twitter, the people that get on Twitch, guess what? They're the people who play a lot. They're hardcore. So, of course, it's totally a biased sampling. If you're sampling... I'm getting wound up about this. If you're sampling the the forums and Twitter and Reddit, guess what you're sampling? People that play a lot. The casual guy that gets home from work, the, 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 the casual player that just wants to boot up and have fun in Iron Banner, he's not on the forums. And you know what else he's not doing? He's not sitting at max power. Like it's illogical it make it just doesn't make any sense it's the it's the quickest way to slap casuals right out of the game and and I'm not saying we casualify the game I'm not saying that I'm not saying that but if you want Iron Banner to be like this pillar monthly thing where people come in and play and it's this free event for all to play, and you're like, oh, by the way, all you people that aren't max power, yeah, have fun being weaker. It just doesn't, it just, I don't, it, it grates against the entire PvP argument that we have all the time. The argument that we get in every week, every time I look at Twitter, every time I look at the Reddit, it's like, shards of Gallinor and one-eyed mask and this gun and that gun and four years of this. Four years of people being like, it's imbalanced, that's OP, this is OP, that's broken, this is broken, nerf this, nerf that, right? But then in the next breath, we want the monthly free event to have power advantages and to be imbalanced intrinsically. Like, what? That just feels schizophrenic to me. It just seems so bizarre. Trials would be the only place I would like grant your premise cuz like okay, that's endgame You got to have a team you're not matchmaking. It's not meant to be a casual endeavor If you go in without a team if you go in under level sure trials you get your freaking head like knocked off If you're not prepared, you're gonna go up against an organized team, but iron banner I don't understand how is that endgame it's no different than gambit a a guy a guy shows up in the tower with with an NPC shows up that you grind and you get loot from and you rank and then that's it like how is that endgame I don't understand what what's what's endgame about it like other than the fact that we've we've got this assumption about it that it should it should have a power advantage because when you go into raids if you're under leveled you get you're weaker right I think one of the best things they could do to satisfy. Because this is what always ends up happening. People are like, well, what's a PvP player? Why does a PvP player care about being max power level? I have your answer. Here comes Saladin. Here comes Iron Banner. Are you ready, Guardian? Yeah. Wait. Look at these really cool bounties, look at these really cool ornaments, look at these really cool emblems, whatever, look at all this cool flourishes and awesome stuff to put on top of the weapons I'm grinding for, how do I get those? Oh you gotta be max level brother, if you're max level you can get those bounties. Once you're 625, there's bounties. Once you're 650, there's even more bounties. There's more loot pursuits. This is this is in line with things I've said before. It's like, the game should change for you when you're at max level, and that's another way of establishing that reality. You're like, you're at the end, here's things for you that nobody else gets. But... If you make people's perception of Iron Banner that if I'm not at max power what's the point in playing? You're limiting the player pool, you're hurting the player experience, you're making people feel like they shouldn't play. They why bother? You know what I mean? Now if they streamline leveling and you're almost you're, you're if you're under-leveled, you're under-leveled for like a short period of time, well then that creates a moot point anyway. Everybody's going to be leveling up at a breakneck speed. And then it's like, well what's the power advantage matter? There's almost nobody under-leveled. Power advantage only matters in in, in, a, in a in a in a player base that has lots of people in it that are that are under-leveled. That's the only time that it that it that it even really lands on the game. If they skip, they keep streamlining leveling and people are hitting max level in 2 to 3 weeks, your second iron banner, power level's completely irrelevant irrelevant because most of the player base is at max, right? My argument, Iron Banner is free for everyone, Max Power is free for everyone. If someone doesn't want Power Vantage, Quick Play is still around. Uh, the I Want a More Competitive field comp is still here too. Okay, I'm going to counter what you said, T-Funk. That's not a bad argument, okay? I'm going to counter what you said, Okay. Iron Banner is time limited and a bunch of people go over there. Quick Play still around. Great. Quick play time quick play matchmaking's gonna take longer because everybody's playing Iron Banner, okay? Power level being free for all, Bungie's admitted that power leveling is terrible and they've tried to streamline it, right? They've tried to make people get stuck. Like, power leveling isn't exactly free for all because it's limited. There's only so many milestones in a week. It's RNG, you can get screwed and get 10 guns in a row, right? So, this, this is right in line with what we've said about power level and going into the raid for the world first race. What have we said? It's ludicrous for people to go into the world's first race with a huge power advantage based off of what? RNG and saving bounties, right? they go in and they're above deltas, they're stronger, they have an advantage, they're they're, they're over-leveled for the raid, we should have a a global cap. I'm going to say the same thing about Iron Banner. Here comes the first Iron Banner, free for all, great event, cool loot, I'm at a disadvantage. Why? Bad RNG in my leveling. Great. And you're just stiff-arming that player and telling them to go somewhere else. Listen, how many players, I'm really curious, okay, we have to admit something. Black Armory lands on the game, and we have stats that say 12% of the community was at max power 600. Clearly, that was a representation of fact, because Bungie immediately pivots leveling to make it easier. So, let's grant the premise as being factually true, that the minority of the player base is at max level, okay? Okay. In the, in the minority, then in the minority, how many in that minority play PvP? Okay. Then take that group and say, how many in this minority that play PvP really want a power level advantage? Okay. Take those people. How many people in this minority that are at max level that play PvP that want a power level? Now, how many of them won't play if there's no power level? Shoo, 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 shoo. You've got this tiny slice of sentimentality dictating what the entire event is. It's dumb. There are plenty of people that are not the majority's not max power, right? That's way more people. How many people in that player base are going to avoid Iron Banner because of power level advantages? I would wager to say probably a lot. Who wants to go play and be weak? I'm going to get beat up. I'm going to I'm going to take more damage. You know what I'm saying? That's my argument back, is like, if you streamline leveling and people are max level in a couple of weeks, then it's superfluous. It doesn't matter. Second month, second Iron Banner, everyone's max level in the season, and it's a joke. It doesn't matter. Other than the dum-dum that wanders in, doesn't know what's going on, he's not leveled up. Other than him, right? This, like... Rubbing of the hands together. Ooh, they're all under level. This is gonna be so fun. That's just silly, and, and especially with four years of balancing discussions. Okay, now I'm gonna give you a solution. I don't want to just take power level advantage from the hardcore PvP players, from the endgame PvP players, right? I think my bounty idea solves what you're what you're getting at. It, once you hit 625, there's extra bounties, really cool rewards that can come from them. Once you hit 650, really cool bounties, cool things you can come from them. So then someone that's at not 650 feels that sense of like, oh, I'm missing out, but they can still experientially play Iron Banner and they don't feel like they're getting the crap smacked out of them because they don't play as much as other people. I'm... That's the best argument I can give you. I appreciate that there's other perspectives on this, and there are people that are like, I want it to feel like Endgame. I want the, you know, I want the, I want the Iron Banner to be a place where my level matters. I appreciate that as your desire. I don't think that lands on the game in a good way for the community at large. As I've already made the point, it, it automatically de facto only lands on a minority of the player base and out of that minority i don't think there are that many people in there that would throw their hands up and be like no power advantage forget iron banner like i don't think there's that many people in the minority that are saying that and those that are are those that are are just they're being vocal on on twitter and reddit Next question, not a big deal. I will stay on a question as long as I want. If I want to stay here for eight hours, I will. Please don't ever try and, like, shove me to the next question. That's, that's just not a... That's a way to really get my hackles up. I I, I, I exhausted it. I interacted with chat. I'm moving on. Havoc, GG staff. Uh, should there be skill-level-based PvP matches to help the casual player and the immoral players? Yeah, we've already talked about this. I don't think this game is set up for a really good ranked playlist i think it's too imbalanced i think it has too much of a history of things that are that are too strong or there's there's too much imbalance in this game the sandbox is too unwieldy to have an actual competitive ranked playlist it doesn't deserve it and i'll tell you why there's not enough people even in there so we need a better game we need a bigger player base before you start start spending bandwidth man hours and blood and treasure building a ranked playlist rpg 071 your thoughts on bringing d1 forward and d2 forward so when d3 launches we have one large game to load up and play versus multiple games this would be a great solution for turning off the d1 servers wouldn't it Right? Wouldn't it? You turn off the D one servers and it's like, sorry, but all of D one and D two are in the new game. It's 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 called the Destiny Universe, right? Or Destiny you know, destiny Destinyville. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like all the everything would be there, right? And then they'd be a little bit more just in saying, look, man, we, we, we can't support the D one servers forever, but look, all of D one or or the choicest the choicest parts of D one are are here. Yeah, they call it Destiny Endgame. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Uh, I love that Avengers is, co- is titled Endgame because when I was in the hospital for my appendix surgery, you guys remember when I came back and I picked up on the fact that, like, Tony Stark says this is the Endgame in Age of Ultron and then in Infinity War, Doctor Strange tells... Tony, we're in the end game now and then he disappears. I love that I picked up on that language and then they titled that end game. I thought that was neat. Anyway, little feather in my own cap there. Um, I was on, I was on, I was on drugs after my appendix surgery, so I like, I saw the Matrix. So, <laughs> spoilers, I mean come on dude, Infinity War is, is old enough that I can discuss parts of it. Sven Rage says, do you think they will end Destiny's numbered sequels with D3 and continually update D3 with new expansions? I love the idea that we had the other night on the Rageous Roundtable. I think it was Mike and Clintus were kind of talking, even Webski. You would just call it Destiny, you know, I don't know, New Paths of Light. Like that would be the new title, right? That'd be the new banner title and then every DLC after that would be... They do that now, right? I boot up Destiny, it's Destiny Forsaken. It's Destiny 2 Forsaken. It, 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 it's under that banner, it's under that ethos. That'd be cool if they did that, just named it after whatever the banner DLC is. Uh, next question. Archangel Sticks, do you believe Destiny should head toward a more classic-oriented RPG similar to that of other games? Yeah, yeah. I think the leveling should be more classic and more straightforward, and then you could dig down in the subclasses, the abilities and skill trees, and then you could do something very very similar with the guns. There's a lot they could do with it, yes. Uh, Deeds Nuts Live, Destiny 2's skill tree presets are boring in my opinion. In D3 I hope to see more in depth skill trees and class paths that define the playstyle of your choosing. Leveling up and unlocking new skills and then leveling those skills are a cornerstone of MMORPGs. How do you feel about Destiny's class system now and what would you like to see in D3? I I literally just touched on this two sentences ago, so I think you're right. It is too simplistic and they could give you that depth. And I've already mentioned this a few times today. I also said, for those that are not interested in all of the different combinations and builds and different things that they could level up, they could put it on automatic and it would do everything for them. Just play the game, shoot the baddies, and your stuff will advance and it'll pop up on the screen. Pew! New ability, right? I think they could do that. For, that way, hardcore players would have that customization. They'd get a new piece of gear that complements their build and they'd be really, really happy. And then the uh, the the others would be like, nah, man. I've I've I I. It's just easier to just play casual, and then I just use whatever I have. I think that would that would land on both sides of the player base very very well. Uh, WT, do you envision Bungie keeping the current weapon system for D two, but changing it again in D three back to the D one system? I really and truly think at some point in the history of the game, we are going to go back to a more a more sensible primary secondary heavy. I just I, I I really, really think that's superior for so many reasons. Thank you, uh, Jesus OTL for the brand new prime sub. So many prime subs lately. If you have a prime sub and you've used it here, thank you for that. Enjoy your your badge and emotes. When you have a primary, secondary, and heavy system, it's a lot easier to define those weapon types and what's their purpose. Trash ad killing is like that's your primary, right? your tier 2 your secondary weapon is meant for the tier 2 enemies the majors the shield enemies the maybe the mini bosses right and then tier 3 your power weapons your heavy weapons that's for your bosses right i think it's far easier for them to build into that and for and for them to create just weapons that matter perks that matter perks worth chasing pinnacle weapons pinnacle rolls it's way easier to do that the the, the system we have now is just like there's elements of it that i think are just confused right i think it's confused so i would love them to see them to go back to that i honestly think we're going to go back to that personally i i don't think i think this is a there's elements of this that are that that feels like a band-aid you have you have you have you have made it better, but it doesn't mean you've arrived, right? We've not arrived. We've merely you know, the car's alignment was terrible and it was really, really wobbly. Well the car's alignment's better, but that doesn't mean it's fixed. That doesn't mean it has great tires on it. It doesn't mean that the st- the power steering is how we want it. It doesn't mean that the paint job is good, right? They they've went in and they fixed foundational issues and now they can, you know Continue to drill down and make those things better, and continue to you know give us those improvements, um, because I think it's needed. I don't think the weapon system has arrived yet by any stretch of the imagination, and I don't know. I kind of feel like I I feel like if a Bungie you know employee was frank about it, I feel like they would agree. They'd be like, it's not where we want it yet. We're not done. We've got other things we want to do. I I I. I think that's a pretty easy prediction to make. You just look at it. You get the sense that it's somewhat, it's somewhat unfinished. It's somewhat unfinished. It feels, it feels incomplete. It feels, it feels like a, it feels like a phase, right? It feels like a phase in the weapon system. It's like phase one was whoops, sorry, double primary sucks. And then this is phase two. And then phase three would be more refinement. Uh Jodor Jordor says, Do you think Bungie will stick with Destiny after a few years of D3, or do you think they will move to a new IP? Uh, would they would you like a new IP from Bungie in four to five years? I mean, I think we need to remember that they they do probably have other aspirations. I know I know Mike was really big on pointing out that they want to become a publisher. So Destiny's not an eternal game, but in my in my own sort of estimation and just things that I've just I don't know just the, the the impression that Bungie has given me as a developer as a company is that the next game will be like the true beginning right I think that'll be the true beginning I think it'll be the beginning of destiny of the destiny they've always wanted to build and then that will be the 10 year that will be the beginning of the true 10 years that they that they envision people playing right I, I don't I don't think we've we've even really gotten there yet. I don't think we've gotten out of the out of the we've not gotten out of the starting blocks. Right. I, this this next iteration, new engine, you know, new platforms, all those things that we're we're guesstimating about, I think will be the beginning, the true beginning of the franchise. Like, that's I don't know. It'll rise from it'll rise from all these struggles. Yo it's Rob. Yo, it's Rob. If you were to change one thing about Destiny 3, what would it be? Uh, engine and dedicated servers. I take those together. Engine and dedicated servers. There's that is a that is a like skyscraper sized foundation that would impact everything they were able to do, so many quality points and things that they would have access to that they that they presently don't. Evil Clown, do you think the next two updates are going to change PVP a lot? I mean, they're doing a, a pretty big update that's on the horizon that is, I mean, it is fully focused on changing supers and we know that supers are a huge piece of, you know, the complaints inside of uh inside of the crucible so yeah i I think we're gonna see a lot of pvp shifts now i don't think i don't know if we're gonna see pvp shifts that some people have been asking for like they haven't indicated no they did indicate that they were gonna look at power i think they were gonna look at like the power weapon presence in the crucible i thought they said that in the twab um so yeah i i think we're gonna i think we are we are we're gonna see a lot of changes to pvp now when I say a lot, does that mean we're gonna get consistent stuff? Maybe not. I mean they, they typically they typically do what they can and then pivot to you know pivot to other things. There's other pieces of the game that need addressed too. There's the you know, the approach with Ada, there's new content they have to think about, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this game that, you know, are, are gonna continually need addressed, but I do think PvP is on the front. It feels to me like PvP is probably on the front burner. Uh, just the vibe from the community, and then that, when you look at, when you look at that, that TWAB, and all those supers listed, they're trying to send a message, like, alright guys, we're about to really, really shake things up, we know some of these, we know some of these are really, really running amok in the Crucible, and we're gonna, we're gonna set our sights on them, um, so... Dabber, Do you think Destiny 3 will have both light and dark supers? Yeah, I already addressed this. I just, if if they do it, I won't complain. I see that as way out of left field and and a big identity shift for the franchise. To spend four, I mean, by the time this comes out, right? To spend five to six years being like, we are Guardians of Light, and then suddenly we're not. I don't know. There's just something really, really tectonic about that. That seems like a huge, like, earthquake-sized shift. Um, I don't even know if you can use tectonic in that way, but that just feels like a giant shift, and I'm not saying it would be a bad thing. I just, whenever this, whenever you're pivoting to something new, I don't know if they're gonna want to do more than that, right? Oh, we're gonna switch engines, a new console, a new game, a new this, and a new that. Oh, and we're also gonna add light and dark so that you can do both like i don't know dude i don't know i i don't i don't i don't mind it but i don't think it's gonna happen t-punk do you think they will outsource pvp balance uh and summit to get feedback prior maybe yeah maybe i mean if you think about it i mean pvp is i don't i'm telling you i don't think the crucible team is the problem I think the Crucible team keeps getting handed a, a batch of rotten apples and they're getting asked to make a pie, getting asked to make an apple pie, right? So it, it tastes like apple pie, but it's got, it's sour, right? I don't know. I, I really don't fault the Crucible team for the state of Crucible. I, I just keep think I think they like, can, are you really going to blame the Crucible team for one-eyed mask or shards of Galanor? Is that their fault? Did they design that? no how are they supposed to deal with that that gets dropped in their lab there's like you guys suck at pvp your pvp design team needs fired oh my gosh the mountaintop what the frick like you guys are a joke it's like okay but is that the pvp design team like i don't work there but i've got a sneaking suspicion that they're not the cause of a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the woes of the Crucible. I think they just keep, keep, keep getting delivered all these, you know, they're juggling chainsaws and you're throwing them a flaming bowling pin. And they're like, holy frick, no! And then, and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, one-eyed mask, come on. And it's like, who do we talk to about that, right? That's where you need a split. You need a split. Because then you could, then you could... Right. You could go to the Crucible team and say, what are you doing? Balance this. You, you you, are in charge of the Crucible. Fix this item. If they're in a new engine, they can say, no problem. Sorry about that. Tweak, 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 tweak. Update's coming next week, everybody. And then it gets nerfed and there's rejoicing. And the PVE guys are like, hey, they didn't mess up our gear. It's that they, they, they patched it and it doesn't affect us. And there's just everyone, there's just applause, everyone, ah, oh, you're the best, ah, oh, like, but they can't do that, they can't do that, because it's like, if they if they mess up the exotic, then the exotic sucks everywhere, <laughs> you know? Mailman, I'm of the opinion that we should start completely fresh in Destiny 3, uh, what would carry over? I don't want anything to carry over, I don't want anything to carry over, I love the idea of resetting, and people are like, well, what's the point in playing? We joked about that yesterday in Ori in the Blind Forest, right? I had all those abilities unlocked at the end of Ori, you know? Well, what's the point in playing Ori 2, Lono? They're not going to let you keep any of those abilities, right? Like, they just... I don't know. You have to allow... There's a point where you have to allow them to reset you. It's a loot pursuit game. Like, that is part of the experience. Part of the experience is them resetting you. Now, if they say hey, look at your inventory now, you can only take what you can carry, and you get to bring, like, one of every gun type, one of every armor piece, right? Like, only what you can equip you can bring with you. Well, then at least you'd have some things coming with you, like as a testimony of, like, what you thought your favorite stuff from D2 was. But you would quickly be replacing that stuff. You'd be going on your initial missions and your initial questing, and you'd be using all those weapons, and you'd be quickly leaving those things behind. So... I don't know. I, to, I, I've never looked at a looter shooter and, and said, when I play the sequel, I better have all my stuff. I didn't say that about Diablo 2. I didn't say that about Diablo 3. I didn't say that about Borderlands 2. I didn't say that about Destiny 2. Like, I don't think people say that when they play World of Warcraft and the DLC comes out. They're like, what's, what's the new stuff? What's the new gear? What's the new mounts? What's the new this? What's the new that? Like, that's, you're, you're playing a game where you're motivated by loot, don't become so infatuated with it that it makes you like lose sight of what the bigger picture is so isn't it fun to start over i and see but that's that's see that's the conflation of terms you aren't starting over you're chasing new things right like think of it this way Whenever you got a pair of shoes and you've owned them for a while and you first go to the shoe store and you try on a pair of shoes, you're like, these are okay. These are nice. I like these. And then you put back on your year old Nikes that are worn out and soft. And there's that one piece that's kind of flapping off. Right. But they're comfortable, man. They're your shoes. There's an element of like, oh man, these, these feel a little bit, you know, a little bit more comfortable. They're a little bit more familiar. But it's still it's still great to get a nice new pair of shoes, man. Like put the old ones away. They can become your paintball shoes, or they can become your mow the grass shoes. Like, you know, like it just if the loot is the driver, why do you want to bring everything with you? What the frick are you gonna do with it? There's gonna be new guns, new worlds, new bosses, new things to get, and you're gonna be what holding on to your stupid midnight coup and your Ikalash shotgun? Come on! Put them in a trash bin and get to the next thing. You know, that whole, what's the point in grinding for it? Like, I don't, if I use a gun for about a year, that to me is, that's good enough. I'm good. Sweet. Let me use something else now. You know, I don't know. I just, everyone's different, but it just seems really backwards for me to look at a looter shooter game and say, give me, give me, uh, give me new Give me new loot to chase, but but give me stuff that I can always keep with me. I always want to have my Fatebringer. I always want to have my my everything, you know? I don't know. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. I always think Bungie should err on the side of replacing our stuff. Do you want to know why? The people that would complain, they're going to play anyway. They're like, what do you mean I got to get rid of my Midnight Coup? My Eikoloss Frick. Well, all right, Bungie. Okay. Okay. And then like a two days later, they'd be like, dude, did you see the shotgun I got? Oh my gosh, you check this thing out. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, they would be so quickly over it. They're not going to have like their arms crossed like two months later when they're killing gods and like riding on this or riding on that or going out and doing this and experiencing that. They're not going to be like, but man, I tell you what, I'm not having fun. I, I really want my midnight coup. That's not true. That's not even realistic. Like, obviously it's slightly hyperbolic what I'm saying, but like, you know that it's true. You know that it's true. The griping would happen and then they'd quickly get over it and they'd have a new build and they'd have something new to show off to their friend. Uh, Papa Crabman, do you think D3 will launch on the Microsoft launcher on PC? Phil Spector's response may be causing me to think too deep on it, but it could allow Play Anywhere for Xbox players. I think it's more likely for it to end up, if they shift away from the Blizzard launcher, I think it's far more likely to end up in the the Epic launcher. Co-founder of Epic replied too. That would enable them to do cross-play beyond uh, Microsoft, and I believe that Fortnite has really paved the way for developers to be able to argue for this and go to Sony and say, let us do this let us do this. We we want everyone to be able to play with everyone and we don't want this we don't want this tired, you know, no cross play, no cross save thing, right? Phil Spencer, yeah, you did what did you pay? Phil Specter? Yeah, Phil Spencer um even phrased it kind of interesting. Like if you really pay close attention, he talked about working on the title with Bungie, like really break down his sentence and his thought he talked about working on the title with them. Like very interesting language coming out of Phil. Phil knows what he's doing. And I I really like him. I think he's a great industry leader and I love what he's done for Microsoft. And if he could be part of the spearheaded effort to bridge the gap between consoles on another platform, I would love it. I really would. So, uh, that's so random. I don't think it's that random at all, Kraft, because Kraft is my dad, because I think that if you think about what would make this game flourish, I think crossplay would make it flourish. And if they build it in the Unreal engine, which we've have whispers to indicate that might be happening, right? We've got devs tweeting that they're learning how to code in Unreal, Kevin Yanes and John Wisniewski. Well, if that's the case, then it would make perfect sense to smack that sucker in the Epic Launcher, Crossplays already ready to go, and, you know, at that point, why deal with Blizzard? How much of them being in the Blizzard Launcher has to do with the Activision-Blizzard situation? Well, now they're not under Activision, they could be like, peace like there was no reason for us to go with blizzard what did we get from blizzard other than periodically world of warcraft tuesday you know maintenance kicking me out of my game like other than that i've not gained anything from them being in the blizzard launcher um so i i think there's a lot of credence to the to the fact that we may see that happen um and again that would benefit i think that would benefit us from from a lot of levels T Funk says, Do you think Bungie could bring gamer modes like Overwatch has along with maps to D3? I think if you separate the game, I think if you separate the game, you're in a much better position to consider doing things like that, right? Because if you can balance that side of the game individually, you're in, you're in that privileged position to say, okay, now we can build this game mode, now we can do this thing to this class or to this gun or to this map. That's all very difficult to do when you can't really even balance the fundamentals of the game with respect to exotics weapons and subclasses this is even this is not even a poss- this is even a, a whisper of a dream with the way the game works right now why look at everything they've tried to do like just really think about it rift nope didn't didn't do well uh breakthrough nope didn't do well both of those became just kind of a joke right gambit gambit completely ruined and overrun by something that is clearly imbalanced It's just, they now have a pretty... pretty bad... pretty bad track record of trying to create new game modes. And it's not because they're bad at coming up with ideas! Gambit on paper is great! Gambit was great when it was a controlled environment with a limited loadout, right? But what ruins Gambit? Imbalance. You know? Now, thoughtfulness about spawns might have made Rift and Breakthrough better because, like, you know where people are spawning and they just turn into spawn-trapping messes. So true like that might have been more of the, the problems with those game modes but I think now it's it's just clear they don't have a good track record of making new game modes and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the games the ga- the sides of the game are not separate uh, J- Jinx says do you think we could get crossover crossway with D3 if it comes out in 2021 yeah we just talked about that if it comes out in the epic launcher it certainly could be a possibility uh, Nest 2430 do you think they will add more weapon types and more weapon levels of rarity after exotic well they certainly could if the game's bigger they certainly could if the game's bigger you know four weapons in your loadout new weapon types new everything I mean if they really blow the game up then we don't need things to be so simplistic and so so you know narrow Damon Gaming I remember someone from Bungie saying that we would be able to wear our enemies butt as a hat uh, yet there is little to no armor that backs that statement in D2 do you think this is somewhat important for them to take to heart in D3 I mean, you're cherry-picking a quote, and you're misrepresenting how it was actually executed upon. Um, they were talking about Oryx and wearing his butt as a hat, and if you go and look at all of the Taken King, uh, all of the King's Fall armor, it looked like you literally ripped body parts off of dinosaurs and made your guns and armor. So, they made good on the promise, and cherry-picking this quote makes zero sense, when I play scourge or last wish, the armor is contextually and aesthetically within in line with where we're going. Last wish is the same way. so this is this is not a problem they made good on that and they continue to make good on that thematic you know tone. when you go to a raid it uh, it happens. you you get stuff from there that looks like regal royal robes when you're on the Leviathan and stuff like that. Uh, Flamebringer, do you think Bungie planned to utilize the marketing machine of Activision all along? Planned to eventually go their own uh, once they establish as a foundation? I don't think they did it in like a sinister way, but I think all along they probably thought we want to we want to do our own thing. This is too restrictive, especially after what happened with Microsoft. I think that's a justifiable desire uh, as a company. Uh, Ginge, Jinja Ginja three three hundred. With the rumor suggesting D3 embracing a more RPG side of the game, do you think it would be nice to see elements more impactful than just shield popping? Perhaps more elements could be added. Thoughts. Uh, P.S. Congrats on being invited to the Anthem event. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I do. I think with wh- everything we set up to this point about attunements and skill trees having a, a lot more to them, I think they could do similar things with the weapons. Different types of damage, different types of enemies where your loadouts changing and has a whole lot more variety depending on where you're going and what you're fighting. Yes, this could be a good value add to the game. Uh, Kryptonic Kid. What things do you see them adding to the world to be more interesting? Seems like a lot of space in the world is wasted with nothing going on. You'd like to see them form uh, a form of hunting added, for example. Well, if you remember D1, D1 had like a really rudimentary version of Farming for materials, right? You just run a loop on Mars and get relic iron, right? Well, they could do more with that, maybe. I mean, if you think about how many areas are literally just sort of built for driving, right? You drive past buildings, you drive, you drive past this, you drive past that. Um, so I, I think they could utilize those areas for more things. I hunting, yeah just more things, right? What if the buildings you drive past have lost sectors in them? What if they have side quests in them? What if they have mini bosses? What if they have chests that can be found and actually have a chance to have something dope in them? No worries, Gale. Um, You know, there's a lot they could do with that. There's just a ton of places that we go that don't and we drive past that are beautiful and ultimately meaningless, you know? Uh, guy with gun what if putting a capstone on the warlock well subclass gives you the same perk the phoenix protocols gives you that undermine the loot and shoot um putting a capstone on the warlock well that gives you the same perk as phoenix protocol well yeah you're 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 nullifying phoenix protocol like when we talk about capstone abilities i'm talking about in d3 You can't start adding capstone abilities now that basically replace an exotic. That's kind of how it functions now. Like, you're good to point this out. Phoenix Protocol and Geomags are essentially attunement capstones. It's like this completes the super. It makes the super function in a completely different way. Just like different capstones in Borderlands made your super, made your ultimate or alt or alt or whatever we called it. Your, your class ability function completely differently so they could do this they could pull from exotics and then exotics would have a, could, could have a very different function in the game instead of being what amounts to like a capstone they could be more about adding just really great stacks and abilities that don't have anything to do with your super uh, Denaro66, would you like to see something in D3 along the lines of Halo Reach's space combat mission? It's the same activities uh, reward ships, uh, and then there's just a screen modifier. I just don't think... I really just don't think you're ever gonna see something that out of left field in in Destiny. I really don't. I, I don't think you're gonna see this this shift in in theme. The reason for that is that when you... When you know what your core audience is and when you know, you know what your your core competency is and you stick to that, that leads to success, right? So the, the audience that they have targeted with Destiny, okay, is that audience going to be really swayed and won over by, you know, space battles or sparrow racing, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. So what's what's the real reason to spend that that amount of development on it? What are we what are we gaining? What's the what's the purpose? What's the point? If you know your audience and you deliver what the audience wants, you know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden adding battle royale to Overwatch. I mean, I say that there might be some genius to that, but like suddenly adding something to a game that feels way out of left field and not in line with what that audience wants would be potentially Diluting, right? You, it could have a diluting effect if suddenly Fortnite started siphoning off a lot of their player base, and they had like real small six v six capture the flag modes and stuff. Well, you dilute your player base at that point. That's not necessarily good, and you also dilute your development time because you're spending it on that. Like, you'd be developing, you know, Epic would be developing that 6v6 capture the flag mode and it would be like, why are you doing this? Nobody, nobody that plays Fortnite wants this, right? So, space combat would be in a similar vein. It's like, why are you even putting this in the game? Like, this isn't something that after five to six years, imagine when Destiny 3 comes out, right? After five to six years, this is not a strong desire in the community we're drawn to loot we're drawn to power we're drawn to like addictive you know content loops and play cycles like that's what we like we like raids we like we like this we like that i just don't now if you just want to fly the ship you know if it's bigger worlds right if it's if it's bigger worlds you could You could literally say okay you can fly from one side of the planet to the other you know you could like no man's sky it you know pop out pop up in your ship and like drive to the other side that could be cool you know you're not shooting anything you're not getting into space combat but it will at least give your ship some function and some presence in the game that might be kind of neat might get a little complicated because if it's an open world game and everybody's flying around and flying into each other you need to treat it like sparrows you need to be able to fly through each other uh how you do now with sparrows Uh, Alex Mike says, do you think Destiny would add armor set bonus perks similar to Division? I think it's a great way to change up how users add things. Uh, Yeah, set bonuses gets thrown around all the time. I think it'd be a great great value add and I think it's really in line with Destiny 3 being more of an RPG feel. It doesn't feel like something they could really do now. We're we are so strong now and so fleshed out. I don't even know what a set bonus would look like. Like, what would you get, right? What what, what would you get? What would you add? What, what you know? How, how much more strength do you need? How much more grenade and, and melee power and refresh rate uh, do you need, right? Uh, yeah. So, I don't think it, it could happen now, but I want it. I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm just saying it seems unlikely to be something that they do in the immediate future. Mainly because it just... The game is just in a in a in a in a weird spot right now. There's only so much they can do uh for value add, and I that doesn't feel like one thing they'd be doing right now. But again, that could be something they do in D3 to embrace the more like RPG feel. Home Twitch says, What will become of the Eververse? No idea. If you want my honest opinion, I bet you we see it become more pronounced and more direct line of purchase because they want more money because they don't have a publisher. And as long as it doesn't overtake the game and it's cosmetically driven and people are given clarity on the currency and it's not like a like a form of a form, it's not gambling. It would be a form of gambling. uh, Then I'd be okay with it. Borquin, do you think that there is a chance Bungie may have bit off more than they can chew by splitting? I don't believe this, but we could see loss of funding hurt the game. I mean, again, this is just this is just too difficult to really speak to. We don't know. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's like saying you might fall down the stairs when you walk down the stairs. I mean, that's that's kind. Of, it's a little bit of a stating of the obvious, right? Like, of course, yes. This could this could be bad. This could be hard for them to recover from. All signs point to this being better. I, the only article I saw was, like, a Polygon article that, like, some troll was, like, trying to throw in my face on Twitter, right? Like, oh, yeah, you better find another game to play. It was just some Polygon article. But everything else I've read, all of the other industry experts that I've seen weigh in on this have said, this is a good thing. Uh, this is a good path. And... I don't think Epic's co-founder and Phil Spencer and Sony are going to jump on what is considered to be reckless, dangerous, and fraught with fraught with risk. Like, I just, I don't think so. I think it's being celebrated because they know Bungie's going to deliver. Home Twitch, do you think Bungie will give us the option to change initial character creation features in D3? I don't know. I mean, it, if... The, the thought here would be if they do go to a new engine and they really, really build the game out to be the game that we want it to be, then you would want a lot more customization options, right? I've just never cared because we never see our face. We're always wearing it like virtually every person that I know that plays the game uh, just has their face covered, you know, all the time. They're always, they always have that, the, the helmet on. Um, and so... I I don't really care, I you know, I think there's bigger things to worry about than, you know, the facial customization in the next game, but I would think that would be one thing to really distinguish the game, like, that was something that surprised me about, uh, about Destiny 2, that they didn't, like, out of the box have that distinguishing, like, shift, you know what I mean, like, hey, we are going to... Uh, give you the ability to change the way that you look. I don't know. I feel like that would have been a pretty distinguishing thing. But again, the problem there was, is there were people bringing their, uh, their characters over, you know, Thrally seven with Bungie losing vicarious visions. Do you think Bungie might consider delaying the PC version or even going to con- console only? Absolutely not. Again, you got to think about the perception from the, from the, from the public here. If if you get less at launch, that's terrible PR, that's terrible title, you know, that's terrible banner uh, to be going out on, on headlines and stuff, you know, Bungie launches and drops PC would be the negative spin, you know, Bungie launches without PC, Bungie cuts PC, I don't think they're going to do that, and again, keep in mind, they're if they shift to Unreal, they don't need to do what you're saying, they don't, they don't need to, they don't need to have a team helping them port to pc it's an agile engine that that has games already multi-platform across the board and that enables them to be like fortnite it's everywhere and it's got great quality because it's in the, it's in an engine that allows for that so a lot of gamer is there anything from d1 or d2 specifically that you want to see worked into d d3 personally i love the idea of archon's forge blind well escalation protocol horde-like modes but i want to see them go full-on horde mode it would be nice to see a very large-scale horde mode i i like big wide open spaces with really big fights so big creatures big enemies just giant things that you have to fight like think horizon zero dawn-sized enemies in destiny and think lots of people in the area helping fight that is awesome think the last fight in escalation protocol when nine people were there that to me is really enjoyable and if that's part of your loot farm then that's very very enjoyable because that creates variety freedom and loot pursuit so you could be running strikes and missions and i could be running the open world you could be running the horde mode you know whatever the case may be Uh, PPCSI007, do you think that, uh, for Destiny 3, they should borrow more from other similar games, like Black Desert's character creation or ESO's skill tree? I mean, they can obviously learn from other games, right? They could learn from the Rift, the Rift system in Diablo and say, hey, this created a lot of longevity, uh, for their game. You know this create a lot of good things for their game let's let's kind of borrow from that let's borrow this character creation uh system let's let's borrow from uh this this end game idea like paragon this you know or whatever I definitely think they could afford to do that, and I think they stand to benefit a lot by looking to other games in the industry. Ozymandia, do you think Bungie will strike a deal with Epic and migrate to the Epic Games store? I personally think this would be a slam dunk considering the cross-platform. I think it's very possible, and given what we saw publicly, uh, I think it's likely. Red Raptor, do you think Bungie is treating Destiny 2 like Ubisoft treated Division, using it for a beta? 100%. Yes, I do. I do. I do. I think that this is why they broke from Activision. I think they halted production on Destiny three and said we're not. We're, there's no way we're. There's no way we're pulling this off. There's no way we're pulling this off. And they halted production of D three. Built Forsaken. Forsaken's the 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 ground level template going forward. And then they wanted to make it bigger. They wanted to make it better and more adaptive, and more agile. And they're like, we need to go to a new engine. And all of this led to the split with Activision. Malada Gamer on the topic of skill trees changing in D3. Do you think they will bring back some of the D1 supers? I don't know if they would want to do that because sure it would be nostalgic, but you don't want anything to feel recycled, right? A little while ago, I'm so sorry, Jesus OTL uh, tipped me $5. Been watching the YouTube channel the past couple of weeks and enjoying the content and wanted over here. I appreciate it. Jesus, I'm sorry I missed your your tip. I have alerts turned off during this segment. Uh, Zenus Ninja says, "Do you think uh, it would benefit the game to have some more differences between the classes besides supers and jumps?" Yeah, and I think they could do that if the game becomes bigger and the skill trees become more distinct. Y- you could have a clear difference between, you know, one subclass and the next, and then the attunements would would drill it down even more. I think I think that's difficult to do with. Somewhat of a game with a smaller scope, I think it'd be more possible in future content, you know, a future uh, platform. Uh, let's see here. Did we answer that one? Difference between classes? We did. Okay, I'm sorry. Aloha, uh, Alola. I'm sorry, not Aloha TV, Alola TV. I apologize. Right now, we see a lot of people talking about whether or not to stick with Destiny 2 or build the world rather than make Destiny 3. To me, that sounds insane as we're still playing 30 FPS, 70 FOV on consoles. And clearly, there are internal systems that would take an impossible amount of time to change. Weapons, skill trees, menus, etc. What would you say to people who want to keep building their character uh, and world in Destiny 2? I mean... I would say to them just look around you like you, you the game just reeks of limitation and and there's there's a bigger and better world where we could go is essentially what I would tell them like I just it just the game reeks of limitation I think there's way more there's way more to be gained and I think it's like the It's like the patient's test with the children, where they put a marshmallow in front of them and they say, you can have that now, or you can wait five minutes and you can get two marshmallows. Okay? Well, let's really dig in on that analogy. Okay? You can keep eating this mediocre cold pizza right now, or you can wait and tonight you're going to have a full course meal that's hot and home cooked. You know, which are you going to pick? I, you know some people are like, well, I go with the pizza every time, man. I mean, come on. Like, work within the analogy, right? The, waiting and getting way more, how, why is that? I don't know. Like, how is that a bad thing, right? How is that a bad thing, right? okay let's really let's really dig in on the analogy you can keep eating the mediocre cold pizza or wait till tonight wait till tonight and we're gonna bring in a world-class chef to bake you a deep dish pizza that's gonna blow your mind right which are you gonna pick nah dude I'll take the cold pizza man this is good man it's kind of stuck to the cardboard a little bit no you'd say uh give me the world-class chef give me the good stuff right Give me the goods. I'll eat something else in the meantime. Perfect analogy. I'll eat something else in the meantime. That pizza is probably going to be amazing. You know? So, th- that was, that's what I would tell them. That's what I would tell them. Uh valduvius with the split from activision talks about d3 being inevitable should bungie make a more concerted effort to take larger risks with the upcoming content tiger engine allowing no get rid of the tiger engine i'm over it like leave it behind or at least become a hybrid with unreal so you can make agile and big updates j Christ, what would you think is uh fully master working a weapon also increased what the mod did like rampage spec this is another one of those ideas that sounds great but it just isn't needed right it's not needed we're all functioning we are all functioning at the ceiling of efficiency you're killing ads just fine right now you don't need this what you need is more weapons and more more unique perks to chase so you you have something worthy of your pursuit that continues to also function at the efficiency ceiling Toxicama I feel like the new supers we get in Forsaken were a bandage. Do you think they will keep a more chosen path for super loadouts, or will they free up the decision making as far as abilities go? I don't know why these are a bandage. I think they're freaking awesome. Do you mean they're like they're they're better and more powerful? They did the same thing in uh King's Fall. They did the same thing in the Taken King, I'm sorry. They the new supers were cooler. Everybody was running hammers and tether and tickle fingers. Everybody. Like, are you kidding me? Like that I I don't know that's just kind of the nature of things I think they try to make the new they try to make the new nice you know they try to make the new nice like I don't think I don't know that doesn't feel abnormal to me that feels somewhat uh, somewhat sensible that feels somewhat sensible because of the just the nature of why should I use the new supers if they're not better than the old right that would be the big question why am I going to use that right people kind of do that with, with the big giant hammer with the Titan. Why am I going to use that, dude? I lose melting point, and it's not that great of a super. Like, it's okay. Like, it's it's fine. It gets the job done, but I lose melting point, right? Like, I don't know. I uh, I, I think it's just a natural course of things. Gunjin says, uh, Anon of the Nine, known for leaks, called it right 99% of the time, say that Chris Barrett is diving all in to the RPG side of Destiny 3. Uh that it won't and that if you don't like grind now, uh because it can be too much, then you definitely won't enjoy the future grind thoughts. I I think that's them owning the identity of what they've always wanted to build, and I think if casuals fall away, they won't fall away because there's too much grind. I think they'll just fall away because maybe they were never like an actual like not like I'm gonna say you're not a true fan, but maybe they were never really a fan of what's great about Destiny to begin with. They were a fair weather fan oh yeah, I'll play, I'll, uh, I'll shoot all the things and do all the stuff, but like, they weren't like this passionate, driven fan that loved Destiny and eat, sleep Destiny. Even casual players that only play a couple hours a day or a week, I still think some of them have such a drive and such a passion for the game, they love it, that even if the new game is very grind-heavy, they would still love it and they would play. It would take them forever to get anything accomplished, but to a certain extent, that might actually be a benefit, right? You know what I mean? So this excites me. And if it's coming from a nod of the nine, then I think this is right in line with everything we've been saying. You can't build that game. You can't build a true RPG, a game with RPG depth. You can't do that in the tiger engine. It's too limiting. It's just too, too limiting. Um, so I would, I would definitely think that's right in line with everything we've been kind of dancing around and predicting is that we would be getting a far bigger and more substantive game that isn't really possible, you know. In the current engine, Sasquatch, should RNG items uh, only be in titles if the dedicated have direct sources to them? Curse Breaker title uh, for seconds, disheartening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about this. I, you know, it's it's clear that RNG going for titles needs to be uh, completely, uh, completely removed. You know, I I, uh, I I think it's I think it's completely. Unnecessary, and it makes it so people get stuck on what. Like, oh, it extends playtime. Ah, come on. Like, knock it off with that. Knock it off with that. You know, like with the Yoten. I'm grinding for the Yoten. No, I, I should get more than six chances a week. I should get six chances where it's a high probability, and then I can keep grinding as much as I possibly want. And as long as I'm forging a frame, there's a chance that it drops. I, you know, what's the, where's the harm in that? You know, oh, it extends the playtime again, get out of my face with that. Like, I just, I feel like there's far better ways to extend the playtime than that. And that's like the arbitrary sort of, I don't know. That feels like the cheesy way to extend playtime. That feels like the cheap way of extending playtime is through withhold it being withholding, right? You, you make it so people can't get the thing they're trying to get, right? I don't know grizzly do you think destiny 3 could be free to play uh and would it be a good idea no uh uh-uh if it's free to play i'll eat a hat on stream i don't think so uh this this type of game this the scope of a game this that they're that they're probably trying to build um is i don't think it fits the free to play model i don't um there i i don't know Warframe yeah and I don't think Warframe is a good example I don't think Warframe has captured a broad audience and the reason they haven't captured a broad audience is because they they have to make things super super grinding to motivate purchase and that's how they make their money and I don't think that that would work uh, for for destiny I just think the budget and the operating costs are way too big. It's they're way too big. No, it has not. No, daily engaged player bases for 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 Warframe have never been even close to what Bungie's is. You have to talk about you have to talk about operating costs. You have to talk about marketing costs. You have to talk about like just getting and capturing and keeping a player base. Warframe is in many respects like great company, great game. Like it it does have quality, but that's warframe it's child's play compared to what destiny's operating costs are and compared to what destiny offers and compared to just i don't know i i just don't think it's possible at this point for an established franchise to be like here is a giant huge you know brand new game dedicated servers we've spent all this time pivoting it to a new engine and it's free i just don't understand how they would subsidize that i just i i don't see it it, microtransactions we've not been groomed to, to to spend money on microtransactions right so the 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 format for warframe and the format for fortnite They've, those people have been groomed to be okay with and to spend money on microtransactions. We have been groomed to hate them. Like (laughs) we've been groomed to hate them. Okay. So I just can't see somebody sitting down in a business meeting at a business like a planning like, Oh, hit B dang it. I can't see somebody in a forecast meeting at Bungie saying, let's go free to play. And all these hands start shooting up. How are we going to make money? microtransactions and all these hands start shooting up but what about this trend but what about that trend but what about this trend but what about this behavior from the community? what about this research we've done? what about this result from the eververse like there'd be so many things standing in the way of them being like, oh no, we'll make plenty of profit from microtransactions now someone might push back and say if you make it free to play, you're gonna fill the funnel with so many people the odds of purchasing goes way up. I just don't think so man I just don't think so I can't see them leaving the leaving that model of you pay for the launch and there's still microtransactions in there as well um, especially with their name and their ability to really drive that initial purchase I can't see them passing up that money The initial purchase of every single person that wants to play spending $60, that's a lot of money to be like, no, 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 we'll get more than that per, per user with respect to microtransactions. Like, I just think that's incredibly unlikely. Uh, Gritter14, I hope that this question has not been asked. If Bungie decides to destroy the vault again in D3, would you be okay if you're allowed to still carry over our titles? Yeah, because I think that's something that you you, know, you worked for, and I think that's fine. I think emblems, shaders, and titles, like, I think collections should just be kind of ever-present. Just bring that on over. So you can just always have that nostalgic look back of like, oh, dude, remember this? Oh, dude, remember that? Like, slap on your emblems, slap on your shaders, etc. You know, anything that you kind of was a cherished urn in uh, in D2 could be you know in there I'd be fine with that white light says I remember uh, hang on I gotta kill this guy I remember D1 was supposed to have four classes but one got removed in D3 do you think we get the fourth class I don't know how much of that... I don't know how much stock I put into this. I also don't know how much of what they probably had planned for that class... Got a, Maybe... I mean, what if it got absorbed by the other classes? Right? Like, what if... What if... D1... Like, think about it like this. <laughs> think about it like this. I This this is a pretty easy... This is a pretty easy theory to come up with. Okay? You had solar hammers. Right? You had a void tether. And you had an arc... Tickle fingers. So you had you had you had three elements show up with Taken King. What if that was the fourth subclass and they just took all of his supers and gave them to the other guys? You know? First of all, I don't know if it's even confirmed there was a fourth subclass. If there was, that very likely could have been where those supers came from. They 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 seemed pretty fleshed out. Like they didn't seem like they built those overnight. Like, I don't know. Those those supers coming in the Taken King definitely felt like okay these these were these were cooked up before now like where where these come from so i don't i don't know if a four subclass class will ever happen again retaining your identity and retaining your core feel and 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 style i think is important i think there's there's something there's something about that that can't be uh you know over overstated so I'm trying to get melee kills. I think that feeds my grenade, but I can't... I can't tell. Um, i trying to get grenades to get heavy ammo. Finally, the question is about Bungie hypothetically pushing back the D3 launch. If Bungie pushes back the D3 launch, what would Bungie do to keep the interested people in the meantime? I think they'd try to dial in some semblance of an annual pass. I think they would try to dial in some semblance of an annual pass, because it's working. Krizik, what would your thoughts be if Bungie added a 12v12 uh, game mode... Kind of like combined arms. I just again don't know how much they benefit by by trying to like let's re let's re let's really reinvent the game here. They, again, they've struggled. Like Gambit hasn't gone over all that well um you know rift and other game modes haven't gone over that well breakthrough etc i don't know if it's worth development time to say hey we really w- we really need to start building new game modes right it's a 4 year old franchise man like people get est- people get comfortable and th- number one they don't want to try something new so that stands in your way and then they don't want to try something new but then they also have zero interest in you know, learning something new and et cetera. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a, an even a, a, a valiant effort right now. Matrix. How would you feel if they did something like the Eidolons from Warframe? Essentially, giant raid-like bosses that show up in certain public patrollers. Yeah, that'd be great. Summonable World bosses has been something I've, I've said for a very long time. Like, what if in, in this game, if you did enough public events, all of a sudden, over in the corner where it says, like, Forge Ignition or where it says, you know, public event incoming, if enough people do public events on a given planet, it would be like, hey... Uh, world boss event incoming and it would tell you where to go for it i think that would be cool um i think that'd be cool and th- i definitely would be cool if they if they managed to get bigger you know bigger worlds in in destiny uh, 3 that are that are clearly has space for like large not just battles but with you know ads everywhere but like large enemies you know vehicles monsters you know dinosaur sized stuff that'd be dope uh, Berserker back to the subject of pivoting to next gen for PC and D3 do you think having cross save would be a prerequisite for doing so also do you think Activision being out of the picture would make it easier to get the ball rolling on this feature I mean cross playing cross save has nothing to do with Activision unless Activision and Sony it was like unless it was like a joint effort like no we don't want that feature Uh, that's not what, that's not what was standing in the way. Sony's coming around to the idea because of Fortnite. You know, if, if anything has warmed them up to the idea, it's Fortnite. So I would I would wager to say if it happens, I don't know if Activision being out of the picture would be the reason. I think a lot of people might erroneously come to that conclusion because they'd be like, Oh, we're getting cross save? Yeah, thanks Activision. See ya. You know, we got it we got cross save now, and it might have nothing to do with Activision. It might just be a nice pivot in the industry that also coincides with Bungie pivoting to Unreal and then then they could obviously, like I said, like use the, the epic launcher. Dell nineteen seventy three, do you think it would be a good idea for Bungie now to move those individual walls, give us a bigger playing area. Well, I mean, they, I don't think they can do that in D1 or D2. I don't think you're going to see changes in D1 or D2. I don't think you're going to see, like, a, a shift within these games. Like, oh, man, look at all this quality we have now that Activision's gone. Look at all this quality we have now that we're they're building it in a new engine. But I do think they could say, hey, we can build larger areas now. So, yes, you can go wherever you want. Uh, sure, if they added skill trees to D3 uh could they add some extra depth yeah i mean i've addressed the skill tree one quite a bit so i'm gonna i'm gonna cruise right past this question uh if you guys just got here and you're asking questions that's fine but i feel like some some people are just sort of iterating on questions that have already been answered and you're just sort of trying to like pick pick away at them um like I like the idea of having a unique tree. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've answered this substantively enough. And if you miss the answer, that's fine. You can go back and watch the uh, watch the vod. Kula says there seems to be a void in MMO market where gamers are waiting for the next World of Warcraft. Uh, could it be Destiny 3? This is where I think market research may have led them to this decision of if we wait and build a truly great MMO shooter, we'll be the only one that has done it. Even if there is a good RPG on the horizon, if it's not an MMO first-person RPG looter shooter, then th- then Destiny will be the quintessential one. So their market research, there's just clearly a desire for it. Look at the response to Classic WoW, you know? Uh, Genius says, Is Unreal Engine the only viable option for them to go to, or are there others out there? I just think it's a free one uh, that then they just do a an improved revenue share with epic and epic responding is one of the reasons we've kind of looked at it and a lot of people are now and a lot of people have been pivoting uh to it so that's i think that's one of the reasons folks are kind of looking at unreal mr anderson uh if they bring back content would it be for d2 or would they pull the planets in d3 i have no idea there's no way to know how they would do this Mr. Anderson says, I'm not a big computer or tech-savvy guy, uh, but with that said, would the new engine really do for the game? Uh, what could I expect from a new engine? It's uh, th- the, What you're asking is contained in the talk. The size of the worlds, uh, the agility of the game for updates, bigger updates, faster updates, and dedicated servers would all be things you would gain. You can't build a game that is big and open and awesome without without a very good engine. Uh, think of like the size of you know Fortnite. You can just kind of go anywhere on that map. That's just an example of kind of how it works. And then add to that, like think of how Fortnite does really fast updates. And then if they make a mistake or they don't like the update, they can retroact. They can they can pull out one piece of it. Like when they made the AR stronger, and we were all like, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. They within a day or two pulled back the update or changed it. Like that's something you can do with a new engine. Uh, Niji Wave. When talking Unreal Engine, they may be looking to test the viability of it as to determine its interaction with Destiny's style and developmental potential. But stating the obvious, that's not a question. Uh, athel Wolf. How do you envision Destiny Three ending? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Destiny Three will become the hub of the future of the game which would then mean there wouldn't necessarily be a quote-unquote end but maybe no more dlc maybe a shift away from the ip i again sort of feel like this is potentially the beginning of the true 10 years and it could become like a wow uh, like a real like a true other mmo you know Lono, do you think there's any risk of D3 being rebooted halfway through development? No, because I think, again, I really, really think they halted production of D3. I think that's what led to this this split from Activision. I believe they said this is a this is a come to Jesus moment, as many people call it. Right? It's it's a you gotta you gotta save this franchise, and the way to save it was with Forsaken. And the way the way to go forward is to change what we what we deliver when we ultimately deliver it, which is, I think, Forsaken is the the template. I think, like, too much of early D1 feedback informed the groundwork of D2, and when Luke Smith got his hands on it, I think too much was already built. Do you think uh, Box Breathing Nerf was necessary from Korin? Uh, no, it wasn't necessary. They should reverse it. Toxicama Sutra, is the Unreal Engine, uh, is the switch to the graphics of the art style changed much drastically? Basically, when you create a world, there are things you can do and things you can't do according to the engine with respect to size of the world, uh, the texture fidelity, the lighting, the everything. The engine is underneath all of that. So Unreal is not all about just giving us better graphics, although it's capable of phenomenal graphics. Right? The the Unreal Engine is it's agile. Right? I think that, that maybe the struggle here in this talk is I didn't do a good job really explaining an engine's role in a game. It's basically the hub of both the content's creation as well as how the content runs. So when your PC or your Xbox is interacting with Destiny, there's an engine behind it saying draw this texture here put this enemy there have the shadows come from over there have the lighting come from here the engine is behind all of that right and the reason that the bungee engine being left behind is a big part of this discussion is because it's because the way that they started the game was back at a time where this was a solid and really good engine they built Halo with it and it's just slowly become and, uh, you know, kind of unveiled itself to be extremely limiting uh, and extremely restrictive. And you just want to leave it behind at this point. Agent Smith, good afternoon, Lona. want to say, uh, do you. Want to know, do you think now with everything they have learned, the split from Activision, do you think they will finally use a new engine and dedicated servers? I mean, I don't understand why you would ask this question after the last hour. You asked questions really early in the Q&A. We've already addressed that. I think sometimes we're just, we're so, I think some of you guys are really hungry to ask any question. Uh, you have already asked questions in this Q and a you've heard, you've heard the, the, uh, dedicated servers and engine spiel for probably the last 45 minutes. So I'm going right past your question. So I just want people to know if I skip your question, you may have missed it being addressed, but that's been addressed ad nauseum, uh, trap Kitten, If they bring back lost sectors in destiny three, do you think they need to change, uh, to Endgame? If not, what changes could be made? I think a more classic world scaling would help. Like if the words if the world scales to you, right? If the world scales to you, then you don't have to think about like lost sectors, should they be endgame or should they not, right? It's just a piece of content that scales to you. So the the loot's better or the loot is Maybe the, there are certain things that can't drop until you're a certain level. So like this Lost Sector can drop a certain weapon or a certain piece of armor and that's why you're farming it. You know what I mean? Or relate to the party, sorry. Yeah, but Toxic Kama Sutra, when the username of the question was in, was in Q&A 40 minutes ago, like, I don't know. I feel like that question was unnecessary and he, and that person that I was addressing was here long enough and again it's generic about engine and dedicated servers. I don't know how I haven't addressed that. You know what I mean? It just seems unlikely. You know what I mean? Don't don't force questions. Ask questions that you feel are 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 good questions, especially, you know, when you when, if it was somebody that I hadn't seen in q and I wouldn't have said anything, but I'd seen that name multiple times up to now. It's not a big deal. I'm not mad. I just want people to know. I just want people to know like why is my question getting skipped over, right? You've addressed dedicated servers in the engine, like, every 15 minutes? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, it seems very unlikely that he hasn't heard that question, uh, substantively addressed by now. But I like to give at least some explanation as to why I'm, 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 like, blazing past the question. Uh, but yeah, world, world, world scaling would be, I think, the way to keep something like Lost Sectors, you know, in, in the vein of, like, importance. That's one of the things that, that I think Destiny struggles with, right, is, you there's just everything becomes irrelevant to you once you're at max level everything becomes irrelevant to you you're like why would i do anything why would i why would i play this why would i play that why would i run strikes why would i run gambit why would i run you know lost sectors adventures everything becomes irrelevant to you because it just nothing scales with you nothing comes along with you i said the other day all those bounty ideas i had like if if drifter had bounties each week for different weapons and pieces of armor if every npc had that at each week if you couldn't access those until you're max level, then the game changes for you once you're max level, once you're in the end game. And they could be having you going and doing lost sectors, uh, adventures, uh, strikes, all these different things that you're doing. And if it scales to you, I, th- then then nothing feels superfluous and stupid and like a waste of your time. It all feel, feels like you're in the world fighting and earning stuff. Uh... Yo, it's Rob. Thoughts on if the final year or so before D3, Bungie releasing a free annual pass for players who've been playing Pride of Forsaken? I don't think giving us free anything right now is a good idea. I don't think we should ask for free anything. I think asking for free anything is a gigantic mistake. The, The minute we start asking for free stuff, you're setting a terrible tone and a terrible expectation for this transition. I don't want anything free. I don't, I want to pay for the annual pass, I want to pay for DLCs, I want to give Bungie revenue to build the next game, instead of stamping my feet and being like, well, I've been playing since Forsaken, you should give me that for free, no, absolutely not, I, I don't think any of us should be even remotely asking for or demanding anything free, I, I think that that, is a, that would be a huge mistake for that to become the tone or the, the vibe in the community. Chaos Senpai. Could there be some sort of uh, level in Destiny 3 after you campaign you hit a certain level like there are in Dark Souls series? Yeah, like a level plus? Yeah, I just kind of talked about that. There could be things that you do that would be very, very significantly different. Do you think we'll ever see raid matchmaking or unlimited raiding? I think unlimited raiding is way more likely than raid matchmaking. Uh, they feel very animately opposed to raid matchmaking, but I think unlimited raiding could potentially come because of random roles. That's a new idea to raiding. Vogue, Crota, Kingsfall, Kingsfall had uh, slightly different roles, right? And then Wrath all had static roles. And even when we had static roles in Wrath, there was a, you know, there was a, there was a cool way to make continual play work like they did in Wrath. The currency kept dropping, and then the re-rolling. Uh, by Hova Now not under Activision deadlines If Bungie has a solid plan for D3 As far as how far they want to take the direction of the game Like Guns, Rolls, PvE, PvP Should they continue on their plan to try to listen to the feedback Of the community, streamers, YouTubers, and merge both I mean I don't see why you're ju- you're putting these as, a, like a, as, as something that's juxtaposed I don't think these things are against each other Like well now that they're not with Activision And they're going to take a new direction Should they listen to the community Yes they should listen to the community That's how we got Forsaken Right, that's how division has saved its game, and made its game significantly better in the end of its life cycle. So yes, they should never stop doing that. L P D streams. Would Anthem being successful actually be healthy for Destiny? I feel like if Bungie had threatening competition, they'd step up their game. I don't think this is the way video games work, but I think it helps the the uh, it helps the gamer. Environment improve and and sets expectations and it comes and good ideas can come from it. But I don't think companies are like l- like sitting back, lackadaisical like Bungie's like, yeah, we're fine, dude. Just dial in another DLC, make it boring, and then Anthem's like awesome. They're like, oh frick, we better step our game up. I just don't think that's how it works. TK faded. My fear for D3 is another version of D2 where nothing really changed. Uh, I got burned once. Do you really think they will give the game a full overhaul? Yes. I don't. I don't. Questions like this. I mean, why? Like, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think they could possibly repeat the mistakes they made after Forsaken. They got their lumps. They made huge misfires on D2's launch. And I think there is such a consistent like, there's such a consistent just thread of presence of content creators YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Reddit, and people getting brought out to Bungie to play stuff and give feedback. I just think this is so unlikely. It just doesn't seem like a, a, a reasonable fear anymore. J.Christ, Crist, why are there some in the Destiny community that when I say 1K should get the EP Nightfall treatment, they throw at me RNG and I feel like I'm entitled. I took a lot of times to get the 1K. I don't understand this mentality. Uh, I think people like this are silly like RNG is fine but having your chances increase so like your 25th or your 30th last wish raid run your chances of getting the 1k are are really really high I don't think that's unreasonable and I think people acting like it's some badge of honor that the dice rolled 7 for them and 2 for you I think people like that are stupid Uh, J.Christ. your idea of moving D1 over to a different server with the carryover all our gear uh might have or would we have to start over I've never said to bring over D1 and have a start over. I think that there's stuff in D1 worthy of replay and they could do an annual pass where we replay like the raids and stuff in the Infinite Forest. Shevzy, do you think it's possible we could see a new class entirely? Nope, I've answered this already. Arzaggy, what's the change you would like to see most in D3? I've already said it. Dedicated servers and a new engine. Hobbit Spartan, do you think current exotics will carry over in D3? I'm sure some will, yes. Uh, Snevarte, uh, I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on data mining? It seems like it tends to ruin some of the game when rewards are found way before. Yeah. I didn't like when they showed us all of the, I did not like it when they showed us all of the, um, all of the the armor sets for Rise of Iron and Wrath of the Machine. I hated that. That wasn't even data mining. So yeah, data mining definitely hurts things. And you know what's funny about data mining? I literally had people on my my Izanagi's Burden YouTube video where I said that RNG being before Shattered Throne, right? You don't get a rare bounty. I had people that were actually incensed that I said that. Well, people should have known that they should have. They needed a rare bounty. People should have known. We've known that for weeks. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you going to try and claim that a data mine is justification for the structure of the Izanagi the Izanagi quest? Are you that dense? Like, really? Data mining doesn't create a standard of information. Like, oh, you should have known, dude. You should have You should have saved your rare bounties. Like, no. Data mining does ruin stuff, and it also changes player expectations to think that, like, how is that How is that a fair expectation that because something got data mined, people should have known they needed a rare bounty? Like, that's just silly. Holy hand grenade. If the game was bigger and on a massive scale, do you think we would steer away from the heavy RNG being tied to everything? No, absolutely not. That's part and parcel to this style of game. RNG is a part of these games. I don't think they would shy away from it. I think if anything, there'd be more of it. Stabbing King. What do you think about in-game damage meters for feedback in raids or activities? Do you think having an option to turn off in HUD to make players try harder optimize their loadouts for performance? This is too niche and too specific. I don't... I, nobody nobody really cares about this. We get damage feedback numbers already. If you want to turn off the HUD, you can turn off the HUD. Uh, Vigi. Uh... I feel like because Bungie were so pressured, they have toned the game down to its basic core. In D3, do you think they will flourish in all directions in every aspect of the game? Uh, yeah, I've addressed this many times over. New engine and you know dedicated servers would be a huge shift and a huge win for the game's depth and uh, dynamic feel and diversity and everything. Uh DSA Warrior, when you see Destiny coming out, we discussed this in the talk but you may have missed it. I said that 2020 with the consoles is a possibility, but I think it's the least likely of the two, uh, especially now that we have Bungie devs tweeting about learning Unreal. Uh I think 2021 is more likely, leaving Activision's purpose would be to take longer, and if they can take longer, then the 2020 deadline would no longer be honored. And that would mean we get a better game, but it means that we would they would launch twenty twenty-one. And given the reality of the console launches, I think they probably would stand to have a better launch anyway in twenty twenty-one. Twenty twenty 2020. Uh, 2020 with, if the consoles are launching, they're going to be heavily focusing on their first party titles. Like if you can imagine, you know, the Xbox really focusing on halo infinite, uh, being a, a flagship title for the new console, you know, and then whatever Sony's got that can muddy the waters and make it harder to get marketing attention for your new, for your new game. Uh, lexagon what do you think about smash together the old super and move to the removed trait to some exotic while removing the useless trait the precision damage on goldie move directly to nighthawk Um, too specific don't care about hearing your ideas like that like I don't even understand what you were trying to say that's not a question dub vilk Would it be a big misstep if D3 isn't 60 FPS in dedicated servers? Yeah, it would, because it's just become a standard expectation. Like, maybe even not 60 FPS. I mean, dedicated servers is. Like, that's just become an expectation. And I think Fortnite may slowly start making people realize that Getting 60 FPS standardized and having an engine that can be optimized for all platforms to have good graphical fidelity, but also the fluidity of the frames, like, I think that's a good expectation for people to start having. Stabbing King. Referring to another question, I know free-to-play games uh, seem a little far-fetched, but do you think subscription based Destiny could be in the future? Uh, Maybe the initial cost? No, I just don't think subscription fee will ever get off the ground with a game that primarily resides on console unless they do it like ESO. It would have to be a sidebar optional thing and it would have to be like ESO. Optional, cosmetic, and substantive. You get a lot for that ESO subscription and I'm fairly certain it generates a good bit of revenue for them and that's, that's that's a win. I think that's why ESO has been so successful with big content ads and good quality control. Leviathan. If this has been answered. I apologize in D3. What would your thoughts be on Exotics from D1 D2 coming as a quest? I I would imagine that the, the Exotics are never going to go away. I don't care if they do, but I would imagine they would carry over in some way. Mario Espo, since we beat Orcs in D1 and we hope to go against Savathûn in D2, do you think Sivu Arath would be in D3? Yeah, sure, why not? fuzz bounce i think instead of Bungie adding a new mode of whatever to d3 they uh they should just knuckle down on the massive amount of the game mode variation they have already just perfect and add depth thoughts well right like too many game modes doesn't doesn't function anyway doesn't work it ends up muddying like you you slice up your game your game uh your player base right there are people that you know, th- there are companies that moved away from charging for maps for this reason. 343 and Respawn, right? Credible Hulk, thank you so much for the uh, the brand new Prime sub. Uh, a lot of people have used their Prime subs on me lately, and I appreciate you doing that. If you have a Prime sub and you've used it here, thank you for doing that. Uh, oh, I missed him so hardcore. So, I, I, would, I would wager to say that... Game mode variation is only good if it if it benefits the game and the community, and I just think, I don't know, I think a lot of the game mode variation just turns into window dressing, it's just like, yeah, look at all the game modes we have, and then people are like, yeah, nobody freaking plays them, and then you fragment your player base, just like you do with monetized maps in a lot of the classic, you know, shooters. The side guy... For those large world encounters, do you think rewards from these should be linked to general powerful bounties or specific boss drops? You can do both. I think you can do both. It's not it's not an it's not a one or the other kind of a thing. I think you can do uh, world drops from a specific boss, and I think you can do bounties the way they do with Ada. I think both work, and I think this goes back to what I said about how like you can have different pursuits for for loot, and that that variety is helpful. Lucky Tomahawk says, do you think uh, team supers would be possibility in D3 like your abilities work together I love this idea I mean we kind of already do that right like you put down a well and somebody can go in the well and then use their you know their ability and I think it I think it helps I mean I'd have to run the numbers and see but I'm fairly certain that if you stand in someone's well and use your super I, I believe you get the benefits of it so that's kind of already happening but combining them would be pretty neat Uh 30 and so gaming what if d3 is still on the tiger engine is the game dead in your opinion i don't know if we could go as far as saying it would be it would be quote unquote dead i think i think that's i think that would be um that would be overstating the case a little bit i think it would be very very limited and i think it would be very disappointing right It'd be very disappointing Dead's dead's a huge statement though because i mean we don't know how much of how much they've learned so if they could build if they could build a destiny 3 that is the size of destiny right now and it lands and it's that big and then they do um and then they do like a, a trickle of of content i i think that would be satisfactory but i don't think it would die no Uh, Jared Mistrust, thoughts on expanding Nightfall's moving forward, possibility adding leaderboards, new buff, debuff choices, increased drop variety, uh, do they need to overall this for D3? Right, I think any activity in the game needs to be considered, to be restructured with respect to there needs to be a loot pursuit, or something attached to it, am I gaining rank with an NPC that gets me access to new quests, bounties, or, or items, there's this. If that's not attached to the activity, the activity just dies. Milestones? I don't need milestones anymore, and the activity dies. It doesn't matter. Uh, Willie Zum Levin. Do you think Destiny could benefit from giving every player that plays the game a voice in how Destiny 2 or 3 does its updates? Say, having an in-game voting system for future updates? No. I, they, they get a good enough pulse on the community without this. This is this is, this is is an over-realized idea about democracy and, and, getting, and getting ideas fed back to them. Um, you, you also have to consider the fact that people are going to ignore it or just give dumb answers and not care. I think you want people to give real, true answers like they do on Reddit and Twitter. Answers that come from their passion, that come from their heart. Not someone who's just like, what? What's this saying? Do I like the strike? Nah, I don't like the strike. But they do, and they're just like, get this out of my face. You see what I'm saying? Like, in-game voting can be... I don't know what kind of value it would bring if it becomes inaccurate and not representative of like what people actually think. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why it might not even be, you know, helpful uh, in order to garner like what the community thinks. I think we're in a good place now where people people voice their opinion very very consistently and very well and I think Bungie I think Bungie's got a good beat on what people like and what people want I don't think they're I don't think they're in doubt I don't think they're in the dark about what the community wants and thinks um, and a voting system like in the game feels just like a huge overreach huge overreach it just isn't needed it would be nice but I, again all that work to implement a system like that how much of the data would just be totally corrupted by people clicking through the screen and not taking it serious hand grenade do you like being able to change the burn on your guns or do you think they should bring it back the random roll i think just every gun should have an element including our primaries and i'm okay with it being a set thing because then they can drill down on stronger abilities and complementary abilities and not have to worry about breaking things. BC Wookie, what new systems have been added in D2 and Forsaken that are important to carry over into D3? Uh, intentional Milestone with uh, Ada, we know what we're getting, and her bounties. Uh, Viperman, given the split with Activision, do you think Bungie will abandon the current release cycle? No, they've said that they're not going to do that. Go read the update. Uh, Baker Rainey, do you think because D2 is bringing, black, uh, bringing back Faction Rally, will this be something going into D3? Possible. Uh, drip feed content and rhythmic content is something that they've, they've made clear they love uh alan saris with the brand new prime sub welcome to the ragels thank you for using your prime sub here uh sacklops what changes would you make to Headseeker seeker to make it a top tier perk and does it current engine make it hard to add i don't know about adding existing perks in the engine I, i'm not that educated about the engine head seeker doesn't change ttk and that's the problem if it changed ttk it would break crucible and that's why they can't do it this is another reason why you got to split the game down the middle Headseeker should be so strong that I f- it feels like Desperado, right? Or something. But it's, it doesn't do anything, really. It doesn't change how fast you kill the enemies, so it's a dead perk. Uh, hypnotic. Do you think with Vicarious Visions leaving, Bungie will have difficulty with building for PC? No, we've already, set, we've already addressed this With if they pivot to another engine. Goodnight says, do you think if D3 doesn't have cross-save, it will lose a lot of its player base? Complete speculation, no way to know. I don't think we need cross-save to keep the player base. We haven't had it up to this point. White Light, don't know if this has been asked, but what do you think about the new rarity of D3 above exotics? There's no way to know this is true, and I don't know if we need that or not. The new system would probably be quite a bit different, and there might be room for this. Uh, Thomas Flames, do you think Bungie would improve or switch their tools to being able to make it easier, faster content? Total generic comment that's been answered ten times over about the engine being better and faster. Uh, Sorry, I mean, that's just generic. I mean, we've addressed that a thousand times. The engine would be more agile and allow for quicker and better updates. That's a given. Uh, Perez, what do you think about D3 being an all-out RPG, making forging items uh, would be the central idea. I don't think weapon forging or armor forging would fit in a game that up to this point has been about loot pursuit and RNG. You could have things that you forge that are maybe decorative or mods, but I just don't think forging or crafting has a place in this game style. The psy guy, as you said, people on Twitter and Reddit are the vocal minority. Do you think that more people should have the opportunity to share their opinions about uh, and how that work ideally? I have no idea. I, I, I but I, I think if you look at Reddit, Twitter forums, and and Twitch, and then you have a hub like we have here with question and answer sessions, I think you get a pretty good representation of all of the community. Even though you don't get like Johnny Banker, who only plays two hours a night, or you know you know stay at home dad stay at home mom or college student that can only play you know a couple hours a week i think we get a pretty good representation of those people i think a lot of those players are invested enough and care enough to get on reddit and speak their mind uh and if you want to speak your mind you can do exactly everything i just said nobody's stopping you from getting on twitter and reddit and sharing your opinions I've seen so many people get on Reddit and their, and their forum, their thread trends because they just express being new to the game and loving certain things or disliking certain things and it trends and it gets upvoted. Like, no one's keeping you from voicing your opinion at all. They aren't a tiny giant thoughts on weapon customization along the lines of division kind of just address this i don't think that kind of customization and and investment is going to come into a game like this i think it's more about the loot drop and the loot pursuit toke sessions what is your thought on ability perk trees currently only three different diamonds yeah i've addressed this i could see the three different attunements in each one right so you would pick solar but then each attunement tree would have a drill down and maybe a capstone similar to like in diablo when you get the runes or the capstones in borderlands you get to the bottom of the tree and the tree changes uh, Nathaniel, do you think bungie could continue to support something like world first raids but maybe expand into prestige modes for the raids prestige modes doesn't doesn't have anything to do with world's first raids because they did prestige mode uh, world's first races i think world's first races should be more controlled with a global cap so people don't go in over leveled and they don't have advantages and power advantages based off of rng and gimmicks and saving bounties uh, soft money dog what do you does d3 would you What do you, D3, would use something? Like, like maybe spell check, guys. Like, check your questions, you know? What is this? This is gibberish. Something like Anthem's pilot being able to use multiple suits so your character levels up and you can switch between classes whenever you want. You already have this. You have three subclasses. They don't need to go beyond that. The identity of the game does not need to change. So you already have subclasses. If they drill down a little bit more in those with perks and abilities, that's fine. We don't need, like... Suits and and different identities and like let's steal Anthem's ideas. I don't think that'd be a good idea. You want the identity of the game to remain intact, right? Uh, by Nira, since getting uh, since going solo, do you think it would be fair for microtransactions for to changing characters, face, sex, race, maybe shaders? If it's cosmetic only, this doesn't bother me. So I don't know. I mean, why not? I don't know if that's a huge value value add though. I don't know if people would be willing to spend for it. Matrix. With D3, would you prefer uh, would you prefer the planetary layout? We have now, or just one planet with a massive map. No, I like multiple planets. I think multiple planets gives that sense of a universe. Yeah, I think it does. That's the last question. No more. Great questions, guys. There was only a couple I kind of had to like chin shot and push past to be like, you, you've gotten your answer before. You, you, you asked a question that I'm pretty sure you were here for, and you got an answer. If you asked a question that I skipped over and you weren't here, that's fine. It's a really, really long Q and A session, so thank you for contributing to it. You guys are awesome. I'm gonna keep streaming. Don't go anywhere i have something cool to show you something cool to talk about so don't go anywhere if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always tune in live i'm probably live right now come on in twitch.tv slash say no to rage or look up say no to rage on twitter or twitch and hang out with me as always i appreciate you listening and watching all of my content please like share and subscribe